beeline. Yeah. Like he wanted yeah. to he wanted to kill me. Chasing ghosts uh, and shooting 130s. Like how's my stand, fucker? <laughs> Welcome back. Season two, episode two. Got everybody here, plus a special guest, Colton Bennett from Horny Deer Sense. Pretty excited to have our first guest on. Um, do you guys want to run around the table quick, or do you want to just dive right in and start picking his brain? What are we running on the table about? Well, I figured we have some stuff to talk about on the table if you want to do that first. Well, I mean, we got some... It's hot as balls out. Oh, it, it is. It's 108-degree heat index right now, and thankfully, we're in a house with air conditioning. Yeah, it's struggling to keep up. <laughs> the air in here sucks. Turnbulls, let's go. Kick it up a notch. Should be out there hanging stands, boys. Yeah, yeah. they do kick it <laughs> up a notch. inside. <laughs> <laughs> they actually do turn your temperature up when you're not paying attention. No, we should definitely get after it tonight. Now is the best time to get out there and hang stands. Make sure you have heat strokes when yep, possible. Yep, I've heard the best time to spotlight deer. No water. The heat index is over 100. Take no water with you. Dry run. Drink out of the. Well, if you shoot them, pond. they start rotting right away, and then the evidence <laughs> goes away. Yeah, it's true. Let's go with that. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> Get rid of your evidence quicker. Easy velvet deer in Iowa. Yeah. Yep. Hey, we can find a couple. It's pretty easy nowadays. But so, no, I'm I'm good. Yeah, I guess we can kind of turn it over to you to see. Kind of give us your quick story of where you're from, like what you like to do or anything you want to share. Yeah, it's letter buck. I got uh, got my start. Oh, first of all, my name is Colton Bennett from Boone, Iowa. Born and raised central Iowa. Um, but I got my start deer hunting when I was really young age. Um, my dad, he's not going to lie, he's a, he's a big buck killer. And he lets me know it. <laughs> But uh, hammers, they all do. Yeah, he kills, <laughs> my dad he kills hammers, dude. Yeah, he passed the deer I shot last year, and it was my biggest buck. Not even a joke. Had a twenty yards letter pass. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, I started the youth hunt, and uh, my dad's always been a big trophy hunter. So, you know, rack size matters. But when it was time for me to youth hunt, it was uh, we're we're shooting something. So, started filling tags at probably ten. Um, didn't get into bow hunting until I got my driver's license about 16 and, uh, kind of had the same mentality going into it just from watching him and hearing him, you know, I, uh, went a lot of years without even killing a deer. And then finally it was like, all right, I'm killing, killing something. Started filling tags with a bow, got my feet wet with that. But, uh, other than that, you know, I just, uh, Spend my time working on wind turbines and uh, watching the hunting public and <laughs> yeah, and drinking beer. So yep. and uh, representing Horny Deer Sense, I yeah. guess probably should shout them out too. We're proud to be partnered with them. Yeah. Um, so that that is a interesting subject, really. How I got started with them, I, it was just uh, I think it was 2019, maybe 2020. One of their, it was one of their first years down at the Deer Classic. So walking around, I saw one of my friends, she was carrying a, a shirt that just had the word horny on it with uh, deer antlers for the letter H. I'm like, where did you get that? She pointed me towards the booth. I walked over there, started shooting the shit with the guy, and kind of just uh, asked them what they're all about. Turns out they are a scent company. So I picked, a, picked up a couple cards and... Um, Followed him on Instagram, did that whole thing. Pretty much kind of just kept in touch with him. 
I talked to the guy for a solid half hour, 40 minutes, showing him deer pictures and probably driving him nuts, to be honest. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, super nice guy. So I stayed in touch with him. And, uh, f- five, four years later, uh, I'm now a regional sales rep for him and run the social media. And pretty, pretty awesome guy to work for. Um, really humble, you know. We, he takes a lot of pride in in what he does, and that's that's one thing that you know sets us apart. It's it's not just another another brand. You know, they care about their customers and care about a quality product. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I can attest to that too. I killed my deer for the 2022 season using the Stud Finder scent, which is one of their rut blends. I know they have a couple different ones that they offer in their line, mm-hmm. um, but I can vouch for that one personally. I think Ryan used a couple of them on scrapes and whatnot, yeah, maybe. I, I had a couple mock scrapes last year that had uh, the rut blend in it. Yep. That D-Harmony. Well. Yeah, that yep. one. Yep. So, yeah, definitely, uh, you know, all-around good good product to have especially you know in your arsenal there's a lot of things out there nowadays and there's a lot of different things to pick from but we've had good experience with them and uh i'll definitely be using them again this year for sure so just to get this story out of the way i guess so uh flashback to the first first uh deer season after i met these guys i obviously i bought some product and was using it it was november i'd been running it on scrapes um, I had really good luck with that on scrapes, especially come October. Um, but by this point, it was November. I was uh, was actually chasing a, a giant deer. Um, public deer? Public, yep. And uh, well, I would, it was a rainy morning. I want to say it was the 7th, but that most might be because it was my favorite day. I set a, a scent wick, which I never really do, but it was raining and... You know, you spray scent on the ground, it's going to wash away. That's a pain. So, <clears throat> I made the, I set up a set, scent wick and uh, soaked it in some D-Harmony. Uh, probably half hour later, I was sitting in my stand, getting absolutely soaked over it, cold. You know, you know the, you know the drill. We've all been it's there. Just miserable. Yeah, we've all <laughs> so been that's there. That's what it is. It sucks. Um, pretty tempted to call it a day. I look over and there's a a pretty nice buck just burled up walking right to me. Well, he hits like that <clears throat> that scent line coming off that wick and he turns, walks right to it, puts his nose up in the air up towards the wick, and it was uh, something I've never seen a whitetail do. It was probably a fluke, but one of the crazier things I've seen. He laid down on the ground and started kind of rubbing and moving his his body and his side in it and like, uh, like a horse would do exactly like you know you what? think of like a <laughs> think of like a dog rolling in dog shit yeah know? yeah i was watching a 130 inch whitetail do that right in front of me and i was just you know i wasn't into self-filming or anything like that but man if i would a lot of people i told the story to are like this guy is full of shit yeah i'm like i'm i'm telling you i I haven't seen it since, you know. Closest thing I've seen to that is seeing him, you know, lay down in a in a mock scrape. But he was doing some weird shit. Got up, just all pissed off, and he was doing this at 25 yards. He walked another 10, 15 yard broadside. I'm like, you know, I'm never gonna see that again. I'm killing this deer. So, <laughs> let her buck, smoked him. But yeah, 
one of one of the craziest things. After that, it was like, okay, I'm sold. Yeah. Very, you, know. you can't ever pass up a 130, though. No. None of us do. I am the king of 130s. There's, they break that point where they're like that. So there's just something about that size. It's yep. just like you might as well kill it. Yep. It's, I mean, it's like I call it the, like the spread-to-ear ratio. It's yeah. just once he hits that yeah. certain spot Outside where he just looks ears. right on his ears, yep. done. He's like, yeah, he's getting the beans. Yep. yep. Done. That. He's not walking any further. So did you grow up hunting just straight public land? Because that's all you hunt now, correct? So that's all I hunt now. Um, I technically grew up hunting private, but it was private that brought it up to public. So that turned into more accessing from the private to hunt the public. But um, that farm actually sold this year kind of bittersweet not sweet just bitter sucks (laughs) yeah (laughs) um killed my first year on that property Uh, it got sold the new current landowner told us before the papers were signed that we'd still be able to hunt it after papers were signed i asked him to go turkey hunt and it was uh no we don't want anybody on here so um that being said yes i've the i killed one buck on that property and it was last year after 15 years of hunting it was that your muzzleloader buck that you had no that was on public that was public deer yeah so i guess we can talk about your 2022 season recent success yeah. i know you had a deer that you did you guide the kid on for youth season or you just took him out because he that deer was at the deer classic and it did it win or did um, it, it place at least ended didn't up it? A third uh he was first for a couple di- or for the first day um, and then second, the second day, and then the, the third day, this kid brought in an absolute All giant. the huge deer show up on that third day. Absolute giant. They don't want him there for the week. Right. And uh, so he got beat out. I'm pretty sure he got third. Um, but, yeah, that's actually my little brother. So that deer was on public. Um, I uh, was watching this deer all September, you know coming out to the beans um beans on private you can see it from the road but i knew i knew this piece really well so i knew pretty much where he was coming from at least where he was accessing the field and uh i'm taking my little brother and we're hunting and we're passing some pretty small deer you know and just because i wanted to shoot something with a little size to it you know but i didn't really want to shoot the 170 that i wanted yeah (laughs) (laughs) but so he is very impatient um dave i don't know what it was we call it three or four he's like i need to i need to pull the trigger on something like, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I, I start feeling that about day three and four. i do as well i'm um, like well i know where you get it kid and but at the same time where this deer was coming out there's also some other bucks that were around the same caliber i just didn't really want to booger him but that being said i called up my buddy brady um, he's got a really nice camera set up and I said, Brady, get your camera. We're going to go kill that big deer tonight. Sure shit. We're sitting in the timber. We got a blind set up. It's, I don't remember what the date was. Um, middle of youth season. It's yeah. It's youth season in Iowa. So it's yeah. It was September early. 16th. Sounds right. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> 
Yeah, we're we're having deer walk all over us, and this also is a, kind of a cool horny deer scent story because we used the uh, doe, doe cover scent, kind of sprayed it around the blind. I mean, we got a stinky little kid with us. We're sweating. It's hot. Sprayed it around the blind. We had does at three yards just munching on on locust pods. Wow. Just, I mean, and not just one. Like there was three or four just sitting there, like looking us in the face. I was like, "What's going on?" I know it's like a new blind you just threw up. Yeah. Yep. No, it, it had never happens. been there. You know, yeah. there'd never been a blind there before. Three of us sitting in the blind. Oh. Anyways, those does move off. It's getting a little bit later. I'm getting antsy because I'm like, I know this thing's gonna show up. Well, a little, a smaller eight pointer comes walking towards us, and I looked at him like, you want to shoot that thing? Hoping he'd say, yeah, I want to shoot that thing. <laughs> well, he's like, yeah. He's like, that'll pray. I'll shoot that one. I'm like, okay. Well, we get get him set up on the, the bog pod, watching this deer, and it's thick. It's all creek bottom. I mean, he, the, <clears throat> it was thick. And I got an eight-year-old in the blind. So, yep. you know, waiting for that shot, and he's antsy to pull the trigger. He's like, I'm on. I'm like, no, you're not. I can see where he's at. <laughs> like, all right, sit down. Calm down. Let's let that deer pass. Like, there'll be more coming. Not a minute later. I see just antlers walking towards us, and mind you, this is bigger than anything I've ever killed by a long shot. So I'm freaking out. I am. You're shooting this I deer. Am not a, I, am, <laughs> I am not a good guy at this point. I'm like basically yelling at this kid in the blind to <laughs> don't freaking move, you know. And he comes walking in. And he just does it dirty, to be honest. Like, did he not take this. Did not take the same trail that this uh, smaller deer went. He he's beelining right towards us. Um, I think it was like 50 when we when he shot him, but I didn't really want him to get any closer, just for the sake of you know both of us would be freaking out more. Yeah. Was, you know, <laughs> he's taking a sweet time walking down the trail right at us. <clears throat> he turns and. My little brother, he's like, I can't see him in the scope. I can't, I can't. So I shove him aside, look, look in the, through the scope. I got, got, did I, I did everything but pull the trigger pretty much. I'm like, okay, here's your deer. I'm like, adjust where I told you to, to aim and pull the trigger. Smokes him, deer in, I don't know, 100, 100 yards. And, uh, yeah, so he's got a 170 we well, yeah, 170 on his wall, and I have a you know 145. Does he let okay. you? Does he let you know it? <clears throat> yeah, he does. I'm like, dude, you know you don't get it. Yeah. No, <laughs> he, he's only don't. 10 years old, but man, he hits 18. We're gonna have it. I'm telling you. <laughs> have it out. Yeah, oh, I feel that. Yeah, so you got Paramount this year. I did. Yeah. How is uh, that yeah. life? I'm just on the old Thompson Center with a full, <clears throat> not even a break Thompson Center. So, <clears throat> the last two years, I've had the worst muzzleloader seasons of my life, and I love muzzleloader hunting. I missed, uh, I don't know what he would score, 160. Maybe not quite, 150, eight-pointer. Um, and it was a deer that I had been watching slash after for four years. I have four years of history with this deer. Missed him. I took too long of a shot thinking I could pull it off, uh, trying to be a scout sniper, you know. Uh, and then <clears throat> I missed another deer. Um, it would have been two years ago now, but, yeah. 
And it was also would have been my biggest buck kind of thing. Yeah. I was like, all right, you know what? I'm I'm taking these long shots. Something's not jiving with this old CVA Wolf. So uh, I'm gonna spend some money and get this new gun. And granted, I killed my deer last year. It was at 145 yards. So it's not like I was picking them off at 300. Yeah. But yeah. Just the confidence that I had. It gives you. It helps substantially. Ugh. 45 cal. Yes. Yep. Do you still have your old CVA Wolf? I do, yeah. Um, I bought one last year used. I wasn't sure if I ended up with your CVA Wolf. I still have it. <laughs> I've got that in a in a Thompson Center uh, I've got impact. An o- I've got an Omega. Okay, yep. And, I mean, it does the job, but... User error. Yeah, I'm chalking my load up to user error because I had yep. to the sand. Pretty sure I missed the biggest year of my life. Yep. Grand I did it twice, and then yeah. it, uh, after that, that was enough for me to, okay. Yeah. I called Sawyer while he was at a party. Ryan was with me. You were me. there. Yeah. I was we were, I was shook up. I was yeah. in pieces. We were flintlock hunting. You, you, those, I think you wanted to jump off your platform. I was already <laughs> just taking nose down. Yeah. I, mean, I walked over to where he was standing just to really make sure, like, there was – those red berries that are on those trees. Oh yeah, they'll fall, get you. Like the yeah, I was like maybe I hit him. I'm like walking around out there, just totally just screwing the spot up. Yeah, but that deer dropped on you too. Yeah, he like he dropped. Really. And then nothing. Like yeah. I could see where he was at in the snow. Like the whole like feet kick out and. Yep. Yeah. Deer. Happens. I yeah, but like I said, I love muzzleloader hunting. Um, it's tough. It's really tough on public. Um, you get deer that have been pressured all year long. You have to hunt when it is miserably cold. Like, mm-hmm. that's one thing I figured out. I've had my best hunts when it's 10 below. Yep. And uh, that's unfortunate. To be are honest. you trying to find, like, are you shooting for public feed? Like, I, there, there are some public fields. Or are you in the timber? I'm in the timber. I, uh... I stay away from the fields because usually they're a easy to access and b um, yeah just there's they've been pressured all yeah. year, um, you know set up between the the food and and the bedding right um, closer to the bedding preferably but that time of year like I said when it gets that cold it it you know they'll be walking around at two o'clock in the afternoon on the right, right day right so I guess while we're on the topic we can just kind of talk about public land stuff in general yeah. So we've kind of covered muzzleloader for the most part. So for bow season, are you like a hang and hunt saddle guy? Are you saddle guy or are you a hang and hunt like hang on? Yeah. So. Or do you carry the whole ladder stand? Yeah. Are you a fold up ladder stand kind of guy? No. Nope. I've seen those no, but before I've too freaking done that. I've done that. Uh, <laughs> oh my and god. One of the spots like you've probably seen my ladder stand, and it's a long ways from the parking. But anyways, um, yeah. So I saddle hunt now. There's oh. there's a big double sand sitting out in a place where I hunt, but like that thing's been there for years. I, if it's a spot I'm thinking of, it's my dad's, and okay. I I know that for almost a fact. Okay, it's like <laughs> we'll discuss that. It's three quarters of a mile at least straight down down the, river the hill, bottom. yeah, into the river bottom. Yeah, there's a kind of a is there like a washout there maybe behind the river? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. We're in the same zone. Yep. Ish. I mean, all the river yep. bottoms have washouts and yeah, sand. Yeah. That's uh, that's one of my dad's stands actually. That's a. It's a funny story because this isn't the first time I've not I've had the conversation, but I've heard my dad have the conversations. One of his buddies is like, "Yeah, I was down here hunting this this spot, and uh, there's this old old ladder stand down there, and." Dad, can't, he kept describing the spot, and Dad just started smiling. He's 
like, how's my stand, fucker? <laughs> you know? <laughs> He's like, I've had that thing there for years, haven't sat in it for years. And, yeah, he hasn't hunted that spot for as long as I can remember. But Yeah. Um, On that same piece, when you're walking in, probably 400, 350 from the mm-hmm. road, there's a set of hang-on, like, sticks. The bottom stick is about chest high. It's been there that long. Really? You, you've seen it, haven't you? We walked by it. I don't know if you've ever pointed it. Oh, yeah, it's, like, chest high. You, yeah, you probably won't see it if you're looking for it. Because if you're looking for sticks, you know, they're knee high. But they, it's chest high. Really? Yeah. It's and it's been there a while? Oh, yeah. It's, like, an old big game. Okay. You know, like, yep. they bought it at Menards as a oh, set, yeah. you know. <clears throat> yep. But anyways, back back to our point here. <clears throat> I uh, just started saddle hunting last year. Um, you know, it, as much of a – people will call it a fad – it it is a fad. I will totally be on board with that, but we're all in the same boat. It all has its purpose. Like, yeah. Um, <clears throat> to be honest, I've killed. Um, let's, let me think here. My last four deer, other than my out of my last five deer, my last four have been on the ground. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I sat in my saddle every day until the day i sat on the ground last year and shot my buck november 26th Hmm. and (laughs) to get into that real quick um i went out to i was done i had hunted hard as hard as i could um passed some really nice deer um chasing a couple really really nice deer uh way that goes for me about every year that's how it goes you know chasing ghosts chasing ghosts uh and shooting 130s. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's our life story right here. You're but, uh, yeah, so I, I, this was the one I killed on private. We had a corn plot, and I knew there was does that when they walk out of the timber right here. And I'll sit on the edge of this corn plot. We had a, it was an oat, oats patch, um, not very big, quarter of an acre little patch. <clears throat> so I, sat on the ground I'm like i i know they're coming out right here i'm gonna shoot one in 20 minutes and call it i don't care <clears throat> sitting there and looked down in the corn rows it was probably an hour there was a i saw a rack walking right to me and i don't know if you guys have ever shot deer from the ground they look so I've much been bigger a, I've, oh, so let me tell they you look quick. so much bigger this last fall i was with a buddy we sat all morning yeah. in this hang on that i hung up for him because he, he never didn't know how to do that before we're walking out on the ground here came a spike yep you can bet you he shot that spike yep <laughs> yep it was i mean it was super cool it, it is it's, like compared to being in a tree I, it, there's nothing like it. No, I mean, like really high level with the deer, and like having a shot on the ground is pushing deer. Yeah, so like, they're running. You're shooting yep. at them with a gun. No, there's a lot more thing, going on. No, Grant, like I'm saying, it was a spike, but like it was still like I don't know. It's cool. Honestly, other than, like it was almost like primal, dude. Yep. Like you it were is. finding cover. You were we were army crawling at a spike. <laughs> like yep. I don't know. It was just super fun. It's uh, and that's one thing. I like I said, I've killed four out of my last five bucks doing it, and not really so intentionally. So is that out of a like, ground blind, or are you just setting up no, on just, them? No, just I I don't use a ground blind ever. This was so last year. What happened was I sat in this little oats patch. I cut off a bunch of oats, and I literally literally piled them in front of me. I was like, well, yeah, this will be good enough to whack a doe, you know. Because they're, they're, where they come out is right to my right. It would have been 10 yards. Like, as yeah. soon as I peek out of the timber, and it's pretty thick, like, it had been done. But, anyways, 
Thankfully, I faced my little oat pile the right direction. This buck was walking straight down. He picked my cornrow. I mean, he couldn't have been another row off. He was walking straight at me, just beelining. Uh, at the time, I was thinking he was like, you know, 140 or, or so. Like, just you're looking up at him from the, a seated position on the ground. I'm shaking. It's November 26. I'm like, I'm going to freaking fill my tag on a buck. This is great. Ended up doing it. He walked into 20 yards, but he was facing right at me, so I took a frontal shot and uh, thankfully smoked him. Didn't, didn't run 50 yards, but uh, yeah, he came out to just just under 130. But at that point, it was more of yeah, a – it didn't matter. Well, and it's the hunt, you know. Yeah. It's the experience, especially when you're on the ground like that. Yeah. Uh, there's something to that. It, it'll get, it gets you going. Like this deer, it's like on the table. I have my deer from last year. Yep. I shot him, and I could stand on the ground and reach up and touch the bottom of my stand. Yep. I was that low. To the, it was just super cool to like yeah. have a deer that close compared to being where you were. That was a really it was tight quarters. Oh, I yeah. had to be there. Yeah. Yep. Like. Yeah, it was just cool. I don't know. I'd recommend it. Well, realistically, where Mason was, if he wasn't up that six foot, he it would have been impossible to shoot a bow oh, yeah. through that. So, I mean, even being six foot just gets you enough over that that yep. you were in yep. a good position. And that's one thing that I, when I don't sit on the ground, which is most of the time I'm in a saddle, I carry two sticks and one of my, uh, well, my sticks attached to my platform. So, you know, okay. I'm sitting, and I, uh, granted, I put my first stick about as high up as I can with an eighter. So maybe 10, 12 feet is yeah. about where I hunt most of the time. If I know I'm in, going to a certain spot that I need to be um, a little higher, I'll carry all three, get up to about 15 to 20. But most of the time I hunt low, and uh, it works out. I mean, Yeah, that's a big difference for us here compared to hunting East Coast, New York, home. Like, if, if you're 10 foot off the ground at home, those deer at home walk around out. with their head 15 yeah, right. to 20 feet in the air. Right. So... You're either on the ground or you better be over 20 feet. Really? And here, I mean, we were maybe they don't look up. <laughs> 15 feet when I shot that doe last year. Yeah. Yep. And those deer, like, until I was drawn, like, like, one, they smelled us. And then even after they smelled us, they circled back around yeah, and gave me a 25-yard sure shot. Yeah. So right. For, like, early muzz when I took Sawyer, we were on a telephone pole for a tree, and yeah. we weren't more than 12 feet off the ground. Yep. And that was a struggle too, though. Yeah, but we had that little buck just meander right yeah. on by, right. and we were hanging off like we were yeah. on a power line. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty bad. Yeah, if you if like at home we're shooting to hunt any pine tree we can find to have the cover, and if 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 you're in a pine tree you can get away with a lot more. Obviously, yep. you have a lot more cover, but you got to be twenty. We're twenty foot over. We're adding an extra. Like you buy a set of twenty foot sticks, we're putting one more stick on the bottom. So that obviously we can have a little extra stick off the top to yep. grab onto, but I mean all all our platforms for lock-ons at home are twenty-two foot or nothing, pretty really? much. So, back on. So you said you shot your buck out of a field yep. just last year. When you're hunting, do you have like a? I you know it kind of changes depending on time of year, but do you have a preferred? Do you rather hunt scrapes, food, transition? Uh, I am a scrape guy for sure. Yeah, I figured with the I never, deer sense. I never. I am a scrape guy for sure. I, am I mean, too. I, I kind of always cool has been, have been. Um, you know, even 
I have a lot of really good October hunts. Yeah. Um, because of scrapes. Um, community scrapes are, you know, kind of a go-to. The big, big scrapes about the size of this table. You get uh, get deer that are starting to get get antsy, wanting to know what's going on in the area. If you're deep enough in or you're close to bedding, um, they're gonna come check that thing. You know, within a, every couple few days. How are you finding those? Are you is that early season scouting, late season? So just a lot of a lot of what I find is just shed hunting, um, postseason sign. It's a I don't know one of the best ways to go about it in my opinion is. Everything is there. Um, early season, in my opinion, also, you just can't see shit. Um, if I go into a new spot before season to hang a camera, if I haven't been in there before, I, I hate every bit of it. I overthink the whole thing. You know, you're, you're trying to find the sign. You're not seeing it. You know, you can see some old old rubs, but. Um, yeah, it's just brush, waist high. Yeah, no it's, so it's hard to find the bedding, you Especially know. Especially river bottom. Yeah. Oh, it's so bad. But yeah, scrape guy for sure. When yeah. you go in to put, I know you you tend to do a lot with mock scrapes, obviously, mm-hmm. and running the scents. What like I know a lot of guys are hemp rope, a lot of guys are vines, some guys just like the branches. What's your go to? So, um, I'm a hemp rope guy, but um, if I know of a community scrape from years prior, you know, public that I hunt a lot, um, I know there's a scrape there every year. I'll just simply start that scrape a little early and get things rolling. Um, put a camera on it, you know, and it's the next day. There's there's deer on that on that scrape. Maybe not scraping or doing scrape stuff, but they're checking it out. Checking it. Right. Right. Okay. It's definitely scrapes are like – I never hunted scrapes. Like, we don't – our deer don't make signs yeah, on East the East Coast. Yeah, East Coast deer so. just – they just want really. to hear about their sign. They really? Don't, they don't yeah. want to place I mean, it now. It, that was a big thing coming here, like, freshman year, hunting the first year. I was like, holy shit, where are yeah. all these scrapes coming yeah. from? Like, October 1st hit, I'm, like, going out to hunt, open yeah. day. I'm like, there's fucking scrapes, there's like, scrapes. every 20 feet. They're yeah. eating on the this, trees, on man. This, yeah. On this ridge, like, you just follow a ridge, and there's scrapes every freaking 20 yards. Yeah, not- which can make it tough. I mean, that's when it comes, you have to distinguish, you know, where where are these deer at you know because if they're making those scrapes at nine o'clock at night it doesn't do us much good right. so um like i said i've i've had some really good hunts but i've never killed a deer um in october over scrape i've killed deer in november over scrape but um i've passed and in fact last year one of those would have been my biggest buck is probably a 150 inch 10 pointer um i passed him because a he came in with a another younger eight pointer and uh who happened to be standing right underneath me and b there was a substantially larger deer um that was kind of frequent in that spot so i passed that deer and i regretted it all season long and i i still do but you know he'll be maybe a 160 this year so yep yeah so you're not an early season guy then i would take it opening day are you you're probably going to stand opening day but after that do you just kind of take a break till halloween or no i hunt i hunt from october 1st till i kill something opening uh, day to yep. harvest yep i mean uh i don't know and that just comes with i i get 
just sick. If I'm not in a stand and I can't be in a stand. Yep. Uh, you Even know, if it's like 90 degrees out. Yeah, like I struggle. Kill See, Kelly, that's the difference I, between I him and us. <laughs> I know. I I kind of I I do hate myself for it to an extent because, like I said last year, come November 26, I was totally burnt. I was just absolutely. I didn't even. I didn't want to get out two there. Months. It was a. It was a. I'm. I have to get out here and fill my tag. And at that point, you really start to overthink things. Um, and I I do that enough and in October so yeah it yeah I play a lot of mind games with myself when it comes to killing deer yeah we got to get Cole on your mindset he uh he sat on the couch often last year <laughs> how yeah. did you time? get out three times three one you, no but you shot a doe shot a doe you doe. hunted early muzzle yes, a couple of days you hunted three days and well okay yeah we'll season. Five or six. I mean yeah I mean if you also count the gun season endeavor we did Wow, that was quite That was just good fun. Yeah. I mean, I hunted like eight sits last year and killed two deer, so check. I hunted hard. Yeah. Shot the biggest deer, too. Yeah. Fair. So, like, you're the shotgun break. You hunt late season, right? Yep, late season. So that shotgun break will just rejuvenate you. It does. Yeah, it does. I mean, and that's, you know, generally I've got my tag filled by then. Um, I've definitely hunted some late season with a bow and i honestly hated every second of it it just sucks it can be really good but it's the, just the cold and trying to trying to do something with a bow um it's not much fun but you know it's possible by that time it's, i usually uh eat my eat my bow tag and buy a muzzleloader and get some distance behind Move me on yep. yeah <laughs> cut it as a loss yep okay so I guess you kind of touched on it too. You're a pretty big shed hunter, I'd say. Yeah, I do a lot of shed hunting. I, yeah, a lot of miles, really. Miles for some pretty small piles, but you know, <laughs> I, I walk Pile a lot. Pile nonetheless. Yep. Very cool. Well, I guess I don't know how much you can tell us or if there's anything out there. Is there anything you want to bring out about HDS? Um. <clears throat> well, I guess – so I was talking to Scott Pratt, the owner, today, actually, and told him I was doing this with you guys and asked him uh, what we can expect as far as a date when, uh, you know, sense will be ready. And he actually said that he was currently bottling some stuff, so um, here's the next few days. Those will be ready to ship at uh, hornydeersense.com. You can go ahead and Sweet. Plug in an order there. And they got some pretty cool merch. They do. Get there. horny. Yeah. The, I, I love the merch, and that's one thing that, like, sold me instantly with, with the company. His branding was, is on point. It it's is. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. It's awesome. So, you guess you guys listening will see it. The cover photo for this episode will have Colton and a deer on it. Is that a deer that you killed with Horny Deer Sense, or is that just a pretty? Yeah, so uh, that's also a really good Horny Deer Sense story. Um, that deer, <clears throat> that was, uh, it was mid November deer. I think I want to say the 15th, but, um, I was sitting in a stand that deer came out on a field edge. Um, and I was 70 yards off the field edge, I'd say in the timber. Um, he was following a doe and she was going straight down the, the field edge oh, that's just too far for me to shoot i'm not shooting a deer 70 yards 960 50 whatever yeah. but 
so I'm in a panic because this is the first shooter I've seen in over a week since, you know, the rut, rut was really rolling. Um, so I took out a bottle of stud finder and, excuse me, bush light burps. Um, stud finder, I sprayed, I sprayed that shit all over me. I stunk so bad. Oh, it smells, <laughs> dude. It smells so bad. And uh, yeah, it's we, legit. I when, tell you yeah, what. When we stinks. went in to drag his buck out, he had it on the fence crossing where we went in to track it, and I was just like, Oh yeah. Holy he was like, What is that smell? Oh, and I said, Stud finder. <laughs> yeah, dude. It was stiff. Anyways, stiff. yeah. Um, I sprayed the stuff on me before I got out of the stand, and mind you, it's getting pretty dark. Like you know, last last ten fifteen minutes, and. This deer, I just know damn well he's not going to come into me. Um, I tried grunting at him. I tried doing the whole thing, snort wheeze. He did not pay attention to me. So I got out of the stand, climbed down 20 feet. All this time I could just see him in the field. I was freaking out, you know, thinking this deer's going to see me. Got on the ground, got in some brush, and just started creeping up towards the edge of the field. I was about 10 yards inside the field edge. The deer was... 10 yards in the field so you're looking at about 20 yards and i had an awful wind but thankfully it was awful because it blew right at him he smelled that stud finder and i'm telling you he like just like beelined yeah like he wanted yeah. to he wanted to kill me yep oh yeah my dear the same thing he hit that and he was on a rope yep just in yep he was just he just turned a full 90 started walking at me i guess he quartering at me um i'm shaking like a leaf you know just i'm drawn on him at this point waiting for a shooting lane um he gives it to me so i i shot and he's quartered two well he's taking a step at the same time i shot gut shot him knew instantly it was a gut shot i just i mean i watched every bit of it um full pass through or full pass through um it actually went in his guts and out his hindquarter, which helped me a lot. Um, the blood wasn't like, you know, I've heard people shoot, shoot a deer in the ass. It'll bleed, be dead in 40, 50 yards. You're looking at him. It, yes, it, it happens. Does. Yes, it does. Um, not in this case. This deer, um, he didn't bleed a lot, but he bled enough that I could follow his, his, uh, follow his blood. But I knew where I shot him. So I called my buddy. I'm like, oh, I shot one, but. We're going to have to wait till tomorrow morning. I, I tracked for 50 yards just to kind of get a little peace of mind that, okay, this deer's probably going to die. Um, next day, went and found him. But that was a, it was a tough track job, to be honest. It was uh, just cold, frosty, you know, no yeah. tracks to follow. Yeah. By the time the frost melts, your blood's pretty much gone because it was just pretty much pin drops until the last 20 yards, and he Opens opened up. up and. But uh, yeah. What broad? Not what broadhead are you shooting? Um. So then, I, at at that point, I was you shooting a wasp, a wasp archery, like the the Mechanical. drone, uh, fixed, fixed blade. blade. So I I shoot fixed blade, and I have for the last three or four years. Um, I had awful luck with mechanicals. Um, you know, some of that was definitely operator error, but you shoot a deer in the the shoulder at you know 10 yards you want it to to pass through yeah fortunately that didn't happen for me and uh lost a really nice one but 
Um, ever since then, I switched to, to fixed blades. Now I shoot um, annihilators. I had I'm super impressed with those shot two deer with them last year. Um, one was a frontal shot. One was a hard quartering shot. Uh, punched through the shoulder, and uh, so how, I got, got that <clears> test. How did it work for your frontal shot? Because those are like a thick. Well, yeah, they have two different sizes. Yeah, so I shoot the. But they have a lot of surface area, don't they? Uh, so they're three blade, but my, not really. They're uh, they're seven eighths, eighths of an inch diameter cut, but they they are thicker, um, thicker blades, which, I mean, because they're it, forged, aren't they? Yeah, kind of. Yep. So I I, I mean, it buried to the fletchings straight through them, so I can't really can't really tell you too much other than it works you know um yeah i i, I love the people on the internet that say you can't shoot a deer frontal like oh yeah i've so done it. watched it happen i shot one with yep. a rage frontal last year i've shot i've never frontal. seen a blood trail like it oh it's a carpet yep the deer was dead the second i shot her obviously yep. but yeah i mean she just was pile driving for 50 yards yep. and done i mean yep you just it was throwing blood for three yards yeah. i mean i was I've never seen that before i was freaking out yeah. you know i've got like, a video oh that i don't think instagram would approve of yeah of just a carpet from the deer i shot yeah. from really it's crazy yeah, it's awesome. i'll see if i can find it yeah yeah you get you you just get everything that makes blood heart lung yep liver guts well, yeah, i you're, mean you're almost cutting off the brain supply of blood right and, i mean everything <laughs> i mean that I buried I buried my arrow to the knock, and that yep. was two inch cut the entire way up the cavity. Does some yep. does That's some nuts. carnage. So, um, and that was at twenty five yards. I shoot sixty five pounds, and it right. buried a mechanical up yep. to the fletch. Which obviously you hit. You know, if you catch a brisket bone or you catch a little bit There's of shoulder some room for bone, error, there, there for is. sure. You got to be careful. But yeah. do you shoot a heavier arrow? arrow with that? Yeah. Um, well, I just shoot 125 grain broadhead, and then uh, uh, da, 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 the FMJs, just 340s. Um, I don't shoot an insert or anything like that, but I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty heavy arrow, really. But it's yeah. it's heavy enough. Um, works for me, anyways. Go ahead. I was just gonna ask if you ever had any tuning issues with fixed blades. Um, oh yeah, for sure. Um, I've, I've bought a lot of fixed blades and threw them right back in the drawer at home, you know, which is unfortunate. Those, uh, wasp drone broadheads, those things fly very true, um, which I was surprised and they are, they're sharp. The only reason I switched is just the durability of the annihilators, and those things fly like absolute darts. Yeah, they're the ones that shoot through the car hood, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. attacks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's another guy I yeah. know that shoots the same broadheads, yeah. and it's honestly impressive. I, yeah. I mean, yeah, we're, we're a table of mechanical shooters. I have nothing against mechan- uh, against mm-hmm. uh, fixed blades. I shot slick tricks for a long time yep. when I was younger. I killed – fuck, I probably killed six deer on slick tricks. Yep. They, they always – did me quite well i never had a tuning issue and then i went and switched when i bought my math or actually when i bought my bow tech mm-hmm. i had they didn't fly quite as good and then i was up in poundage yep so i switched over to the rage and now i shoot matthews and i've just always shot rages right and, and i i totally can see where people have problems with them and how that can scare people away and yep. i i get that 
Luckily, I've been knock on wood. I've never had an issue with them. I've shoulder shot one deer, but that was at like 25 yards, and it was a bad shot with right. anything. So Right. I have shot a deer through and through femoral artery yes. with yeah. the mechanical. And it, it was, was quite the blood trail. Yeah, Nuts. carpet all the way through. Really? And he went, I don't know, how yeah, far did he go, it. Ryan? Probably 60 yards. Yeah. And 70 was, yards. He was stone dead by the time the posse had arrived. <laughs> yeah. Him out. I yeah. love it. With our lovely landowner with his pistol, because his, his eyes were open, so the guy thought he's still Yeah, he alive. thought he oh, might man. have been still oh, kicking. Oh, he's, he's still, like, he's I got my 380, <laughs> and I was like, we're good. Whoa, easy, easy. Whoa, they die with their but eyes he did, open. But he did easy. bring the four-wheeler with, which made it fantastic. Yeah. We it just nice. gobbed him it. all the way to the truck. Can't beat it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, use the te- use the tether rope. Yeah, I, I donated my tether rope to wrap around and <laughs> yeah. drag him out with. Yeah, it was fantastic. That's what we we use yeah, the tether. Here, here's that video of that femoral. I mean, I shot this deer frontal, and he painted it all the way to him. We use the. Uh, I was a public oh, yeah. too. Yeah, nice. Uh, tether and hooked it to a, our saddles on a doe I killed last year. And drug her out that way. Worked pretty good. Yeah. Not nearly as easy as a deer cart, but. Yeah. yeah it that's worked. 40. It worked. What kind of saddles are you guys running? Tether. Ryan and I are both tethered. I shoot, I run a trophy line. Okay. Yep. Um, Hawk. Hawk. Nice. It's funny because, like. First words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the podcast, Cole. Yeah. yeah. What are you running? It's a H2. I don't know if you guys have ever okay. heard of them. They're, yeah. I mean, the quality of it's super nice. Um, Is that the Texas brand? They made it Texas? I, yeah, I think so. Um, yeah. Really affordable was my whole thing because I'm like, I don't want to spend $600 on this whole kit. So did you buy saddle platform sticks through them? No. Or do you have to? So I, ha- I run Hawk Heliums um, for sticks. and 20 uh, or 30s. A double step or I've always run the triple step but i bought the double step this year um just for i mean when i go out to kansas i uh i don't really know what i'm gonna have be getting into for like trees and stuff i might literally be you know eight feet off the ground in a little hedgerow yeah yeah so those would be really nice for that and just packability of getting them in and out i hate getting hung up on stuff so what do you have for your platform do you have a hawk platform it's a too? hawk platform the one that okay. it's, it's the one that like screws on to your the top of your sticks oh uh, yeah have you yeah. seen yep. that yeah I, I saw it i'm like also for packing i'm like that's gonna be a lot nicer than having a whole separate thing um so i'm really big on weight i'm 155 yep. pounds i can't carry around you know, yep. 60 pounds on my back everywhere <laughs> i go so um i bought that and i i love it um I could see how it could be kind of flawed, you know. It's uh, it's on top of your stick, so you, if your stick's a little off, your platform's kind of way off. One way or another. Yep. So does that when you? So that goes obviously on your third step. Yep. So you step on your second step and then up and over. Yeah, on, and that's another thing is getting into that thing. Um, is it can be a little hairy. Yeah. If you're in a small tree, you're good. But if you're in like a big tree and you can't get your arms around it, yeah. You know, that's when it gets a little hairy. Because um, you just slide your lineman rope up the tree, and then you're leaning against your lineman's rope to yep. set your tether. Right. Yep. And I also am pretty lazy with the lineman's rope. I don't use it very much. Yeah. So, Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I, well, 
I work at heights every day, so it's like yeah. I don't. I, 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 I should probably like, yeah climb up a three hundred foot windmill. You I should know? take it a little more seriously, I guess. But I did when I first started using the saddle, and I was like, okay, I've put sticks up with a hang on for years without alignments, but like, ah, let me up this thing. Yeah. But so like <clears throat> with our platforms. At least Ryan and I will angle them down so mm-hmm. it's a little easier on your ankles. Yeah. Do you like find that it's just a little uncomfortable for you or? Oh, dude, I, yeah, I've done a lot of all day sits in that thing, and I'm telling you, it just kills you, kills me. Like that platform, I think it's just because there's no there's no give to it. It's not very big. Right. I mean, I can't I can barely fit my feet both feet on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I- so that being said, you sit in that thing for ten hours, your back is done. Just I broke down and bought the cheap foam knee pads to put I on in between too. pants. Yep. Difference maker. Yeah, yeah I'm a sitter. I'm a sitter. I'll put my knee I'll grab against like, the tree. Get right yeah. up in the tree and just sit like a hammock. Yep. But I mean I'll we're not we're not really all day sitters. Yeah. We should be, but, but three or four hours it's yeah. tough the main reason i do all day sits is is because of some of the spots i hunt i mean it, there are spots i hunt it'll take me an hour to get there yeah you're going all the way and you might as well uh, yeah well especially you bring know lunch. river bottom yeah. stuff it's Nasty. pretty rough yeah hunting out of a canoe you know it's like i'm not gonna go hunt for three or four hours turn around and then want to want to be back here in the evening you know right, right. so it's a i'll go sit my ass all day Maybe you don't move during the day, but yeah, still an all day. Yeah, very cool. No, we. Uh, I mean, I I like running the. I I think the versatility of the, of the the mobility. Saddle, yeah, and the versatility really. Like, I don't know what we've got. We got in a pretty small tree. Two of us in a small like. A tree that I put my hand up to like this, and it was like that was around really? the tree, and we were yep. both hanging one off one side, one off the other. We were counterweighting it, so we didn't bend it one <laughs> way. Big boys, so yeah. Bend, 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 <laughs> and, the, tr- bend yeah, the tree in half. Yeah, exactly. So, and we ended up seeing a hell of a nice deer. Same thing, like 15 feet off the ground. This yep. deer walked 10 yards, and we're right by us. Didn't even know. Really. And I mean, he came home for a fight. I rattled him in. Yeah. And he came in looking for something, and he never, I mean, obviously he's looking on the ground for a deer, but a deer, like, at home, just be looking for you, yeah. you know. Would have traded just as soon as he came out of the bottom. Yeah. So, it's definitely nice. Like, I killed my deer first set in a new tree, and it was it was kind of a fucked up situation, because we had a coyote bump a bunch of deer, and the yeah. deer just ended up right at our the bottom of our tree, right next to the base of the tree. Really? And I look straight down, I'm like, holy shit. That's a nice deer. I grabbed my bow, and he saw me grab my bow. He jumped out to 15 yards. I shot him, so he didn't even know what I was I shooting. Really, I was still looking at the other deer behind yeah. us. I was like, there's deer shooting behind us. I just heard the bow go off. I was like, <laughs> oh, man. Did you go? Go time, baby. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. What were you shooting I'm watching, at? I'm watching, him, I'm watching him at like 50 yards just fall nice. over. Love that. But he that just, was just a crappy day, yeah. too. Like That was rainy, yeah, cold, that's, shitty. So, yeah, we can run that, too. Have you noticed, like, do you prefer to hunt like those bad weather, like rainy days? Like we've, as a group, kind of agreed that I we love like the rain. those crap days. That everyone rain. else stays home. Yep. Um. Well, yeah, I've killed a couple deer during those really crappy days. Um. But just usually when you have rain, you have a cold front, and uh, 
deer just move as long as it's not a downpour you know if, yeah. it's, if it's a downpour i've hunted in it but i've kind of learned like okay you're just gonna stay home tonight because you got deer will move when it's over with you, you got know? a good uh good rain suit or are yeah. you just kind of a run it and get wet i invested in a good rain suit uh, last year because yeah. i was tired of getting soaked so are you a brand, are you a brand loyal guy you run the no. same thing through and through not really buy? no not really i mean i I have a scent lock suit that I've wore for years. I really like it just because it's really comfy and it's warm enough, but it's also not too warm. Um, uh, I have some Sitka stuff. I've got some first light base layers. Uh, I'm a, across the board. You know, if it fits functional, I'll wear it. Yep. I am a matching camo guy, though. Oh, I, I yeah. hate when my camos mismatch, but <laughs> yeah. it doesn't matter, and I know it doesn't matter, but it bugs me. I know. I have a matching set. Like, I can mid-weight. see it so the deer can see it. Yeah, you know? I have a matching set of, <laughs> yeah. like, midweight stuff, like, like upper 30-degree kind of night, and – it's a real tree set from like Walmart, but yeah. if I'm it's wearing, it, I'm wearing both of them. You know, <laughs> I've got to match jacket yep. and pants. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah, I, I can definitely, I can definitely get on board with the matching camo. Thank you. And we, uh, Mason Sawyer and I all have the cold weather first light stuff. Yep, game changer. Uh, fur- furnace base layers. Is that what you're talking about? Or you're talking about no, like your outer, outer, outer layers? layers. Yeah. That stuff's really nice. Um, I was actually going to buy some last year, and I was looking at uh, Rogers Sporting Goods. They had uh, – Oh, they've got deals on deals dude, there. It's I'm might telling well be you, camel fire. I got, <laughs> I got $600 worth of camo for like $300 for wow. two pieces. Yeah, I bought a $60 choke for like 15 bucks right, off yeah, of there, like a TSS turkey yep. choke. I, w- I mean, I was sitting in the furnace base layers – Oh like some midweight stuff and then this suit that i bought from rogers and uh it was it was negative 20 negative 30 with wind chill and i mean i was well i was sweating by the time i got there got you know cold but comfortable enough um didn't really see many deer so that sucked but I, that's that's the kind of stuff I do, and that's why I get burnt out. It's like I'm going, I'm going, I'm going, and I was like, God damn, I gotta now go. Now's the time. Yeah. What What are you wearing on your feet on a day like that? Like negative twenty. So that's that's what kills me. To be honest, is uh, it's the cold. I I just have like a pair of thousand gram Rocky boots, but I've had them for years. They're getting kind of wore out, but um, I do really like the Arctic Shield. Um, Boot covers. I don't know if you guys have those. Yeah, like I've little, seen mm, little slippers. You slip them yeah, over. Yeah, yeah. I'll throw them in my. I actually, when it's that cold, I'll throw them in my, um, like jacket. Yeah. To kind of get them a little bit warmed up. By the time I get sat down, I'll throw Where some hand warmers in there. Yeah. Zip them up, and uh, they. I mean, they make a hell of a difference. You you still get cold, but they make a hell of a difference, especially if you're in a stand. You got yeah. that metal under your feet, the wind blowing, it blocks the wind. Yeah. So, like, I've heard people, like, put carpet on their stands and uh-huh. platform yeah. stuff, you know, just to try That's to, like, insulate it. All our, all our old stands that, like, no one hunts at home at our camp, like, all the guys used to put carpet on there. It make makes it quiet, and mm-hmm. it's way warmer, they say. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. It's cold no matter what. If it's what. cold, if it's, it's cold. zero, it's zero degrees. So it's cold. you're kind of talking, you pack quite a bit of stuff more or less out there with you. Do you have like a frame pack that you use, or do you, are you a like a bino, like a chest rig guy? Do you carry optics with you? Yeah, or? yeah, I always carry optics. Uh, that I am pretty brand loyal to. I got my Vortexes. Um, I've had a pair of those for years. Uh, 
I, I carry 10 by 50s now um, just because they were on sale. Got a hell of a deal on yeah. them. I'm like, yeah, I'll pack them. Yeah, might as well. But I, I have a Achillic pack. It's not a frame pack. It's just like a day pack, but it's – I can't remember – um, the cubic inches of it, but it's it's pretty big, you know. Is that like an internal frame? Yep, it has an internal frame, which which I really like, but it's it's not meant for you know packing out deer. Mm-hmm. But I did I do have one. Um, never used it. I bring it along, you know, if I'm taking my boat or the canoe, I'll throw it in, just to you know. In case you need. Just it. in case you need it, you know, yeah. you you want to have it. No, 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 I mean, no, same no. same. You know, I'll leave it in my truck, but um, I've. I just bought that last year. Never needed it. Killed my buck on private. I drove a four-wheeler to it. I was like, man, I can get used to this. Yeah. yeah property sells next that. spring. That's great. I you go know. home to our camp, and it's like I shoot a doe opening day at rifle season. I'm like, get on the fucking four-wheeler, drive down to uh-huh. it, throw it in the back. I was like, we just spent all fall dragging deer. Like, yep. Fucking Walking quarter miles. Yeah, miles. Up hills. Out. Like, why Why <laughs> don't we cliffs. just do this? On yeah. Let's just drive our yeah. four-wheelers to it. It's yeah. so much easier. Yep. Just wait till urban. I can't yeah, wait. Go. I'm going to just drive my truck right out in the park. Just whip yeah. her around. In the middle of a soccer game. <laughs> in the middle yep. of a soccer game. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Watch that. Yeah. <laughs> Whack. Mom. <laughs> mom, mom, that deer taking a nap. <laughs> urban would be cool. I've looked into it. Um, I I know a guy that he, I don't know if he still does it, but he used to do it. It's an older guy, my dad's buddy. He has killed some absolute giants. You know, one nineties. I think he's killed a two hundred down to Boyne. Yeah, there's some big deer down there. Yeah, we're trying. We're gonna try the Ames Urban. Or we can only shoot does. We can yeah. only shoot does. Three does first year. You two get a buck, tag. buck tag for next year. Okay, yeah. three's but. not bad. Some some towns are like five five yeah. doe tags for a buck tag. Yeah. No, that honestly, if I don't shoot three does, I don't really care. I just want to go out and shoot something yeah. off the bat. Well, you might as well try to get that buck tag. I, yeah. I've seen some big, big deer. Around well, there's the a guy that we know that killed a 155. Something around there. Here, like 150s. In town. I believe it. Cool. Straight ten point. Yeah, basic just symmetrical deer. buck. Apparently, there's a drop time buck running around. Supposedly, hands. we heard from a guy. You yeah. Trust as far as you can throw. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's take that with a grain of salt. But yep. I wouldn't be surprised though. I mean. There's drop time bucks out there. Oh yeah, for sure. You ever seen one from a stand? I have never. So no. I did last year and I passed it because it was like a hundred and. 100. <laughs> I didn't know if I could, <laughs> dude. I'm. T- I have. I got the whole thing on video, like with my camera. I was self filming that day. It was probably a hundred inch, hundred and ten inch deer. Oh, he's getting it. <laughs> but he had a he had a drop time, but it was like almost more of a kicker. But it was it was coming off like that. Getting it. I, I I regret it now because I mean the deer I shot is only twenty inches bigger. You know, it's like I could have drop time, and I, I I'm telling you, I watched him for fifteen minutes at you know thirty to ten yards, and well, I rallied him in actually. He probably made it through. Yeah, I'm I'm guessing. Uh, I I had passed like a big split G two buck the night that I had shot my buck. Yeah, and Cole found a shed to it. This really like in the spring. So yeah. Like, yeah. He's hopefully, there. Hopefully he's there. Somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, those, that, that crop rotation switch, and I'm afraid it's messing with what we found last year. Like, I was listening to a podcast driving out here, 14-hour drive, so I was listening to a podcast, and he was talking about, like, how critical crop rotation is to deer is. activity. Because yeah, I've noticed it, deer, so. Corn pushes antler growth because of the high protein. Uh, not that. I'm just saying, being, like, going in. 
to a place that switches every year. One year on be- if it's beans and it's good, then it's gonna be shit and corn, and then good again. Then following year, deer move depending on what the crop yeah. rotation is. So yeah, there's a well the property I've always hunted. Um, obviously, it's right next to public. I've noticed every year. Every year that there's beans, there is more deer. Good deer. More yeah. deer and bigger deer. Um, yeah. You know, as far as that goes, I, I killed a nice deer last year, but it was the nicest deer I had on camera all year. Right. And I, I don't want to, like, I don't, I haven't had enough personal experience with it to say those deer aren't there. But I don't know if they just sit in the corn more, you know, right. early season. Because, I mean, this is a place where early season we had oh, we had, bucks we had four bucks. bucks over 140 inches on one camera. Really? And, you know, and a couple of them stuck around. The big, big deer left. Wow. Well, we don't know. That where was it. to be expected, but yeah. We got, I mean, we saw it coming. It was just a matter of time he shed his velvet, and a week later he's gone. We just don't know where he yeah. went. And the way that goes. Yeah. But... And then this year, camera, same place, same exact place, and I've had, like, one deer over maybe 120 inches on it. Really? So, I mean, it's definitely, you know, it, it's no it's no more pressured than it was last year. Yeah. And I, I've gone in there one time to put this camera in, and in a week, I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's different for sure. It's changed. Cole needs some more moonshine to get talking. Oh, Jesus. No, no, no. I was just going to say, I mean, like the deer movement drives like summer feed. I mean, you've got like corn and that that they can hide in. And I mean, you're eating silk and stuff like that. But as soon as that corn matures and that silk's gone, you think, you know, are they going to go back to eating just briar stuff that they ate all winter? Or, you no, know, I need go find it. Right. I mean. It's a big difference. I mean, obviously, the beans are a better summer feed. Makes total sense. Like, obviously, you can't see a deer in a cornfield, but the deer enjoy right. eating beans oh, when yeah. they're green more than a corn plant. Yep. But then you, it, it's almost like a 180. You get to a cut cornfield, and there's more deer late season yep. than a cut bean field. In a lot of cases. Yep. It's not guaranteed, obviously. Well, I think that's just more leftovers, you know? More leftovers from the combine. and. Uh, oh, definitely. Nothing wrong with hunting eggs, Bill. No, I mean, <laughs> like we always say at work, pheasants got to eat something. Exactly. But I like pheasants too. Yeah, I mean, you're you're a you're an Iowa guy. Do you get into the pheasants much? Uh, yeah, not as much as I should, um, because of whitetails, pretty much. I've got a a German short hair. Um, he's six now. Did a lot of bird hunting, you know, the first few years, and then the last couple years, I've really just dove deep into to whitetails, and that obviously coexists in the same seasons, yeah. uh, which makes you it really pick tough. Your yeah, and that makes it really tough because I, I mean, he's a hell of a bird dog. Um, actually, one of my buddies, he definitely takes him out hunting more than I do. Like he'd be like, <laughs> "I'm coming to get your dog, and we're going." I'm like, "All right, I'll be in a stand." So. As long as the dog's getting hunted, I don't really care. Yeah. He loves it. Did you put a lot of work into him? Yeah, the first, I mean, the first year mostly, which is pretty essential. Yeah. The main, I mean, he was pretty natural, though. I mean, I had never really bird hunted much before I got him, so I didn't really know what I was doing. I always, I grew up with a short hair. I knew kind of how they were supposed to act, supposed to act and, right. you know, whatever. Um, the main thing for me was, you know, everyday basic commands. Once those were down, 
Um, he has he had the drive to hunt, you know, from the get go. Got him on a wing really young, and uh, got him to follow bird scent stuff like that. But uh, as long as his recall's good, which that can be iffy, you know, depends how fired up he is. Yeah, they they get a little wild too, don't they? Oh man, <laughs> that dog <laughs> has gotten yelled at more than anybody I know. <laughs> I'm getting a puppy on Sunday. I'm getting a yellow lab. I so have one of those as well. We'll see yeah. how that goes over. Nice. But. So what are you going to do September 1? <laughs> so September 1, um, September 1, I'll be I'll be uh, teal hunting. So, this, this is between teal and yeah. doves. It's, Which it's, one do you Well, pick? no, I go teal hunting in the morning. I'll go dove hunting in the evening. Okay. Every year. I, okay. I got kind of a routine. Um, yeah. And... Actually, when it comes to that, I, I take my, my lab for both of those things. But he, the first time I took him dove hunting, he absolutely hated it. Because you know how their feathers, like, fall off? Right. They fell apart in his mouth, and he kept spitting it out. I, <laughs> I, you know, I basically had to force fetch him to get him to bring him back. But now, now he doesn't mind. He's old enough. He doesn't care. But, yeah, yellow lab. That's awesome. Yeah, we'll see. Got a lot of work to put so, in there. So you work your lab more like a retriever. Yeah, for sure. He, he he stays out of the old CRP fields for the most part. I take him along every once in a while when it gets later in the year just because I feel guilty. He hasn't been, a while, been out in a while, but that dog, that dog cannot pheasant hunt. He sucks at it. <laughs> but I'm telling you, you give him a duck marsh, and he's a machine. Sawyer's got a big lab, and he's a bird dog. Really? Through yeah. and through. That's my, the dog I'm getting, both parents are guide dogs in South Dakota for pheasants. Really? So I'm... I'm hopeful that she's pretty natural, but obviously going to have to put a lot of work into her. Yeah. But I don't know. We pheasant hunted for the first time last year. We don't get pheasants at home at all. Yep. So it was fun. I yeah. It's something I'd never done before. Yeah. He's yeah. got a fan from a rooster he shot here. Yeah. yeah. Still nice. out in the garage. Yep. Yeah. Like he posted <laughs> her up like a turkey fan. Yeah. Just because why not? Love it. Yeah. Fetch, sit, and stay. That's there's two big things with the lab. And, I mean, they'll they'll do anything for you. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I, I love my lab. He's my buddy. Yeah, we, our family dog is a bloodhound, if that's what you want to call it. Yep. A blood lab, I guess, at home. Um, I, We have a camp. It's like 300 acres of private ground that mm-hmm. we hunt, and then we lease another, like, 300. So it's like 600 total. So we have a lot of guys and a lot of guys that make questionable shots yeah. questionable deer at questionable times so when we got this new dog we we're like we're making this sucker track deer yep i'm fucking stage one because i'm sick of chasing deer like you can't even hunt in new york until you're 12 years old i spent from the time i was eight to 12 never carried a freaking bow tracked every fucking deer mm-hmm. and you know i i like tracking deer but it was getting old and these guys were shooting deer in the guts and shooting deer in the liver and yeah we were shooting shitty broadheads, and we were shoulder shooting them, and we, yep. we couldn't find blood, and we don't really know where we hit them, and this and that. And it was like, all right, we're going to make this dog work. And I freaking let her off, let go of her leash. I just chase after her until we end up at a deer, and that's that's it. And really? she's pretty good about that it. That is awesome. Yeah. So there's a couple times where I'm like, there's no way this deer went this way. And next thing you know, she's like down and up and over, and boom, at a deer. I'm like... I didn't question you. Right. Yeah, I do my best not to question her. But <laughs> yeah. It's hard because it's like there's no way this deer's bleeding this much and going uphill. And it's like, you know, deer don't like to go uphill when they're hit, obviously. Right. But 
and it did and it's like we get up to the top of this hill and it's a flat spot and it gets thick up there and next thing you know we're at this deer i'm like eh, that's why i have you because yeah that's awesome there was no blood and i was like i wouldn't have gone this way to look for this deer like it, it was between going up this hill or going way down into a creek bottom i would have went down the creek bottom and started looking but i need a shed dog i get tired of walking so much <laughs> I don't uh, know. From I, what I hear, the, the shed dogs aren't. They're more or less just there to make you feel better when yeah, you find anything. I suppose, yeah. <laughs> That's how it'd be nice. for me anyways. Yeah. The last couple of years have been tough shed hunting for me. I don't know if you guys have kind of seen the same. I mean, we did this year Cole, especially. Cole's I, a shed dog. Like, no, he's a shed stealer, all right? This kid runs out in front of now. everyone. Sees a shed and takes off. Well, yeah. it's more like everyone else is like, we'll work this part, this part. Like, say the hill's got three sections, right? Like Ryan's one, Sawyer's two, I'm three. Cole will just go up and down, <laughs> zigzag the hill. Yeah. I mean, props to him because he puts yeah. in like probably three miles well, we put in yeah. two. Well, right? That's the thing. Yeah, that's the thing, though. It's like, oh, I'm, a, I'm a lone wolf. I'm... I'm greedy about my spots, so it's like I, even shed hunting. It's like unless I'm going private or to like a new spot, it's like I'm going by myself. But then you know you walk ten miles in a day, come out with three sheds. And you're like, man, maybe if I had a couple other guys with me, I'd have found you a few get more three sheds in ten miles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've I had I've had some ten miles a day uh, with zero sheds, and that's not fun. What what was, we did eight this year? It was, that was our most that one day. Yeah, and we ended up with two sheds. And it was cool as shit. We'll have to show you a picture. But it was like two five-point sides that were genetics. like absolutely identical. Mm-hmm. Just like a year or two different. They're and it's really, just like what, pure right genetics. Side. Yeah, both the same side. Oh, really? You just put them and you match them up. You can like, lay them on top of each other. Yeah. Really? Same yeah. shape in the horn. Yep. And it's like genetics. And that's what we've noticed on this piece is like looking at every deer we get pictures of. It's like yep. short G2s, long G3s, yep. like that unevenness, short brow tines and not super wide and it's like right. every deer on there is similar genetics they're just cool. some short brow tines in this area yeah dude. i i've we've yet heard to, that it's either they're three it's inches weird. or they're like nine right yeah, yeah. yeah. No and i've yet to kill one with big with like really even, big brows even this 200 inch deer his brows are not like oh yeah super That's impressive nuts. yeah what like, i would say like father you know? and son i was looking through my dad's shed pile which is pretty impressive not gonna lie like a couple months ago or so um and so i killed a buck it was shotgun season i killed it i don't remember it was like 2017 we'll call it um and it was an old old deer um seven eight maybe i mean like just old gnarly old buck and i was looking through my dad's shed pile and i picked up this antler out of there and it looked identical to the deer that's on my wall i was like how long ago did you find this? He's like, oh, I don't know, 20 years ago. I'm like, where'd you find it at? He's like, he's like, oh, I know what you're getting at. He's like, yeah, it's probably the same genetics as that deer you killed. And it, it was just like, it's like a gnarly, really non-typical, odd, twisted kind of rack. Just unique. And it's, but it's so similar. I was like, I'm taking this shit. This is mine now. <laughs> but. Yeah. I, it, until you, like, <clears throat> run enough cameras and get enough different deer on camera in one area, like, genetics are so huge. Yep. When it comes to growing big deer and and finding big deer, because you know people say, oh, there's booner behind every tree in Iowa. There is to a certain extent. Like, there's certain pieces that that lack big deer, and right. then you find a good pocket, and it's like there's big deer on it yep. behind every tree, literally. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, people say that Vi- visually with my eyes, I see 
one, maybe two booners a year. Because I think it was the raised hunting guys. They're down by Winterset. Yeah. And they did a full, like, search program deal. And they said for their property, and their example is they have one booner per every square mile. For like their area, and that's that's probably fairly accurate. And I would yeah. say that's it's close to that up a square mile, probably. Big, you know, you know. So it's give right. it, there's places you know, where like one thirty yeah. is going to be, you yeah. know, fantastic. Yeah, there, there are pieces. And there's places where like you're not shooting anything lower than one fifty. Like where we found this deer is like there's he's just in, big fucking deer. He's, 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 he's in Hammer City. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, it's just scary. like I don't know where they come from. They just all flock there. Right. There's something good about that area, but. Well, mean, obviously, a, there's things to play unhunted, into it. There's, un, there's food, hunting pressure, food, you know. yeah, everything else. But um, there's definitely just pockets that are that are good, and there's pockets where you might struggle. There's good deer, but they're not the caliber of other places. Yeah. But you yeah. said you said your dad's a killer. Did he uh, just set you out on your own and let you figure it out, or was he pretty much trial dude, by fire? Pretty much, and yeah. I mean, he'll tell you the same thing is. Uh, iron my deer you're gonna earn yours basically you know that's what my dad did to me pretty much from the get-go yeah. it's like he killed a lot of good deer especially for our area he's always done well for himself yeah. and then it's like he hunted like the when i was 12 i killed like a mid a high 130s 10 pointer yeah like first year out and everyone's like big so new york, that's a big new york deer you know everyone's right. looking at me like you'll never shoot one like that there's people that hunt their entire lives and never see a 140 yep. inch deer in new york and it's like, and my dad, like, I was in my stand on my own. All he did was he shot a, like, 120-ish point, seven point the night before out of the same stand. I was like, I want to go to the stand you were in. He sat in the stand I was in, watched this deer walk under a stand at 15 yards, no tag, walked by him. He radioed me. He's like, there, there's, there's a deer coming down the trail to you. I was like, is it that four point? Because there's a four point running with that seven point that he had shot the night before. And he's like, yeah. You so had never killed a buck either. Right? No, I would shot a button buck was my nah, first nuts. deer. And I shot that by myself. And then this was my second deer I'd ever killed. And he's like, yeah, something like that. Something like that four point. And I see it coming down the hill. And I'm like, holy shit, that's a big deer. And I just don't look. I'm like looking away. Yep. I'm like, if I don't look at it, I won't shake. Yep. And I never shot it. We ended up finding it. But like, I, like he never babied me along nope. for the most part. My dad is he's a hard ass he has been my whole life like um just just a tough old drywaller is what he is you know (laughs) um and he he's a very caring guy but at the same time you know you're not getting everything handed to you and it's always been that way um especially when it comes to deer hunting you know i grew up a lot that's why i didn't start bow hunting until so late is because you know my dad was in a stand he's hunting you know you'll figure it out when you get that age uh it's taken me a lot of years to really get dialed in and i wouldn't say i'm dialed in by any means you know i see some big deer don't necessarily kill the big deer but we're getting there Um, i think but i think there comes a level of appreciation for that too yeah in my situation at least is like i if it was any different i don't think i'd be in the position i'm in right now right well that's the thing is you know people act like you know, oh, you shot a nice deer, you know, how, how many times you go out, I'm like, dude, I can, can tell you, you know, I, I'm out there, I'm grinding, yeah. I, I'm working for it, and it's, uh, I learn a lot, and I, I love the learning process, um, 
like like you said that's, that's why i am where i'm at um but yeah let's uh get out there and work for it it's kind of how it's always been for me anyways yeah wow there's definitely uh you know when when you start to just really get into the heart of season it's like and you start to like early season can be slow and it can be hard and you're yep. like why am i out here and then you start to get into it and the deer start running this deer start sniffing everything on every night. corner and it's like man this is why i do it yeah i'm just waiting for this one night and that's why i don't know i've always liked that last week of october yep. and i know you mentioned like november 7th that's like my dad's favorite day that's november bill winky 5th. day yep and I don't know why I like that last week of October. I think because it's not as random right. as, like, it can be in that first yep. week of November. The deer are still somewhat in their home range, but the deer start getting stupid. Yep, and that's the thing with – I. so I've grown to really like October. Um, just, you know, I, I passed one deer last year, I don't know, four or five times. He's a 130 – he was a 130-inch eight-pointer with a split G2. I was like, yeah. Maybe a split G three, one or the other. Like, well, like it's October. We'll let this deer live. Pass him. <laughs> he was there all the time. I mean, it was to the point. I'm like, I'm gonna shoot this thing one of these days. <laughs> like, it was getting late enough in the season. I'm like, oh, dude, you're counting your blessings. <laughs> Ended up shooting a smaller deer than that one. But uh, check check my camera or not checked it. I got a picture sent to me the other night. That deer's still alive, and he he put on some inches. So I'm kind of pumped about that. Still has a split. Still has a split. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. Character's cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, typicals are beautiful, but character's cool. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Yeah. I've shot a lot of mainframe eight-pointers. Just I, as typical I, as can be. I've yeah. got a big, a big eight. You put a big eight-pointer It's hard to pass them. Hard. Oh, yeah. It's hard to you pass know, They just look nice. They got a good, solid frame. They're just, you can't beat it, really. Mm. Yeah. Um, I guess. Oh, I've got a question. Yeah. With, like, running so many scents, do you ever run into a situation where a deer turns its nose to it and goes the other way, especially on public being pressured? Um, or I guess you could follow that with, like, I understand everyone wants to hunt public that's, quote-unquote, not pressured. Right. But the places you hunt, are you the only guy or is there, no. like, no, the same I mean, three and you all kind of, do you talk with fellow hunters? No. You just you just know they're out there and you know mostly because a lot of times I access from the private, so I don't really run into them, but I know where everybody's at. Um, mostly because I I spend so much time out there. You know, you see a trail camera that you didn't yeah. see two days ago. Uh, you see the boot tracks going up the creek towards your spot, and it's, a, it's like damn it. Um, but uh, to answer your question, I guess I've never really I've never have seen a deer turn its nose to the scent. Um, the most I can say to that is I've seen them get a little on edge. Mm-hmm. Um, and that uh, that's one thing that – that was also later in the year. Yeah, You're talking, uh, you know, end of November. And I've even used the scent, uh, like muzzleloader season, but I use the uh, mellow yellow, the calming scent. But even that, they were – they're skittish and spooky to it. And I, I don't really know – why you know whether it was they've smelled that before and saw me in a tree you know uh, it's a very good possibility um but other than that the main thing is i or they've smelled i mean there's just so many products out there and a lot of synthetic products and things like that that 
People are spraying and rubbing oh, yeah. and throwing everywhere. You know how many cans of tanks yeah, I've seen laying in the yeah. freaking woods? Right. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, you, you've got that to deal with. And those deer are smelling that, seeing that, and then probably getting missed or shot at yeah. or spooked by a, a hunter. Well, I mean, hunter. The, one, the thing you got to keep in mind is this stuff is, is bottled during season. You know, like mm-hmm. it's it's out of the bladder. It's it, fresh. It's, it's, it's fresh. It's... uh. You know, you op- open up a bottle of, of tanks that's been sitting on the shelf for two or three years. All the pheromones and hormones are dissipated out of that. That's just urine. It, ammonia, basically, at that point. Yeah. You um, might as well just piss in it at that point. Right. Um, it's like, even, like, this bottle of Stud Finder is what I have left over from last year. Yep. It still has just a potent Yep, to it's it. got that wang to it. It's not not oh. uh, not pleasing to it's the nose. Bottled. I handed it to Sawyer and I said, "Do not drop this." Yep. <laughs> I uh, gonna take a shot right at tonight. Yeah, probably. Yeah, man, that stuff stinks. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think the main thing with that is that's why we push it so hard. That, like I said, the the scents that are coming out this year are just starting to get bottled today. So are those the same lines, or are they bringing something new? It's the same line of sense, yep. Um, As for this year, it'll be the same stuff. There's some stuff in the works. Uh, Can't really talk too much about it. Um, Just because I don't really have the go-ahead. But, uh, but yeah, same line of sense. Um, Our newest scent is that mellow yellow I was talking about. I don't know if you tried that or not. I ran the stud finder Mm -hmm. in... Ryan ran D Harmony, and I think yeah. we both ran the Doe cover scent, yep. which worked great too. I, I, I like the cover scent a lot, in, and it worked great. The so the mellow yellow is it's just like a calming blend. I don't know if you've used like uh, like Ever Calm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got some of the same same stuff going on. Um, but I am telling you, I love it. I mean, last year was obviously the first year I used it. I had I don't know how many does downwind of me last year that I was just blown away that they were not freaking out. So, so are are you like a stickler about your human scent though? Like are you oh, washing yeah. your clothes oh, yeah. over and over? I am. Yeah, I uh, kind of a psycho when it comes to that. You know, like, you know, I wear something maybe a couple of days in a row. It's getting washed. Um, main thing is keeping keep my body clean. Yeah, I hate just feeling like I stink. Right. Um, but yeah, which goes a long ways, you know, if, if I can smell you from here, yeah, the deer can smell you from yeah. over there. So kind of along that line, as far as application goes, are you, so when you're, you're spraying on your, on, when you're walking in, when you get to your tree, it's like the D-Harmony, for example, so they have a mm-hmm. mellow scent. Do you spray that on the tree or are you just like misting it every hour or so every half it, hour? It depends. I've... <laughs> A lot of times, you know, D-Harmony, I'll use that during um, middle of October through November. Um, but I'll, I'll spray that. I've sprayed that on my boots walking in. Um, I've used that on a drag, which I don't care for too much, um, the drag thing, because a lot of times they'll go the wrong way. And I've kind of figured that out. Um, one thing I tell people when they ask is I don't. I don't uh, start a drag until I can see my stand. Because mm-hmm. when I can see my stand, I can see the deer from my stand. And if they're going the other way, you know, you rally, you grunt, you freak out until they come back in or try to try to get them to turn Kind of like a dog yeah. on a long trail. Yeah, they'll, exactly. They'll head the wrong way. They'll go the wrong way sometimes. 
Um, yeah, especially if you're in the heat of it and you're like crossing already hot dose and yep. then you're just going to confuse that yep. deer. So other than that though, I get in the stand. Sometimes I'll, I'll uh, spray it on the tree. Um, I use these little, they're like a scent wick, but they're in like a little puck. I don't know if you've probably seen them. Yeah, they have a little clip yeah. on them. Yeah. I use those a lot um, just because I don't like stinking, like, yeah. A, myself, and yeah. be the tree right in front of me. With that thing, you can just clip it on a branch, you know, where it's going to blow downwind. Um, those I use a lot. But the only time I'll spray it in the air, really, is if I have deer coming in that I know are going downwind. And seven out of ten times it'll work you know to, yeah. to either cover your scent or to, to bring them in you know um so you're a milkweed guy then too for yeah tracking big wind. time milkweed guy thanks thp for that but yeah, yeah. it it's works milkweed, and it, it's fun fact getting ready to start turning here for anyone in yeah. iowa yeah i still have a it's, gallons that blocked that you yeah from last year. I, I popped a pod open this last week and it was just get to get. it was sticky still, yeah. but like you could still frill it and yep. it would yeah. float. Nice. It was a yeah. long day out flying. So fields. do you do you like uh, spraying the mellow yellow on your boots? So yeah, the mellow yellow. That's one thing that I will spray on the tree right in front of me, or you know, if I got some leaves around me, I'll I'll spray it on those. Um, and then if it's, it's like a swirly wind, I'll kind of I'll spray around the base of the tree. I don't know. You know, it sounds like I'm spraying a gallon of this stuff every time I hunt, but really, you know, it's a, a spray here and there. Yeah. You, yeah, you don't need to get carried away with it because, I mean, the deer can smell, and they can yeah. smell very well, so you don't need a lot. In these bottles that they use, they're packaged well, and, like, the mist that comes out is so it's fine. It's fine. Like, yeah. It, yeah, it works really well. And, like, even, like, just one squirt, of, like, of the stud finder, and you smell it for... 45 minutes like oh, yeah. i can attest to that and it's just right yep. there yeah. and and a lot of times with that it's like yeah i'll i'll freshen it up you know if i'm just sitting all day you know every hour i'll put another squirt in yep. we're in my little wick thing and you know like it could be as complicated or as as easy as you want you know i we've had a lot of messages of guys uh tying a sock to their backpack and on a, on a string making a homemade dragon having deer walk to the stand and kill them a lot of messages like that um i just like to overcomplicate things you know it's a why make it easy on yourself right yeah <laughs> year after year but might as well might as well well very anything well i mean as far as questions go the real pending question that we have left is when you're leaving home and you know you're going out there for a while and you need a snack, what is that go-to <laughs> snack? Like it's everyone's got that that snack, like that little Debbie or like uh-huh. that come and go donut, that little tasty cake. Yeah, little yeah, hot pocket, you know. Yeah, I'm a I'm a peanut butter Snickers guy. You know the little okay. little squares. Yeah. Let them bad boys when it's 30 degrees out get cold in your backpack. <laughs> yep. Oh man. Like, do me dirty. I'll eat a couple oh. of those in a day and I won't eat till I get home. Yeah. <laughs> when, so you obviously mentioned you all day hunt a lot. When do you start that? Are you, are you the like, snacking? 
No, no. That's well, I mean, yeah. snacking too. Yeah. 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 The snacking too. But what? At what point in the year do you start hunting all day? <laughs> like the week of Halloween? Are you all yeah? So it's, one. it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of funny you ask that because like it depends. Like last year when the river was super low, I was canoeing uh, two miles to get into one of my spots, and I did that a couple times. You know, I'd go in the morning and then I'd hunt somewhere else in the evening because it just sucked. But one day I'm like, I really want to hunt here in the evening. So it was like October 15th. I sat my ass all day. Um, you know, that being said, I, I probably climbed down. I climbed down for probably an hour and uh, went and took a nap in the canoe. But then uh, went, went and sat back in the saddle. And, but realistically, it's October. I'd say October, you know, 25th. Yeah. I'll get to where I'm just really antsy and I'll I'll uh I'll pull an all day but until things are really rolling, you know, early November that's when you, every every time I go it's because I'm gonna sit all day. If you're getting camera intel Right. You, that's a big thing early, too. If it's early you'll go and yep. sit all day. Yep. Um and that's that's why I'm kind of transitioning to only cells this year. I missed a lot of opportunities last year, you know, based on cameras. Um if I'd been sitting my ass in that tree, you know, I was there in the morning, but I wasn't there in the evening. Yeah. I killed something. Yeah, I had freshman year, same th- I had no cell cams. We were running all dumb cameras on one piece of private. We had permission on Cole and I. Yep. And October 27th, this big deer, he's like a, he got killed by the neighbor. He was 186 or something like that. Oof. And this was like, I had never... You know, he I went from 133 Iowa. was the biggest deer you're ever going to shoot to. This yeah, was there's a 180 something walking yeah. around. This was I walk, We walked into this piece, got in on this piece, started putting cameras out, and a week later, I had a picture of a 180 inch deer, and I was checking that camera on a community scrape the first week I I pulled cards, and I like Facetime my dad. I was like, "You've got to see this shit. Yeah. This is nuts. Like, yeah. this is like." I walk in here, put a camera a hundred yards from the road, and had a picture of this deer in a week. And he's like, "Oh, you better kill him." Yeah. And, and then <laughs> yeah, that so all we had camera pictures, pictures, pictures of this deer. And then he daylighted on one of our cameras on October twenty seventh, and like a good day, midday, like two o'clock. But he's really? headed somewhere where we could have, like, where we had a stand hung to hunt him. Yeah. And we. You know, if I had a cell cam there and got and had got that picture notification at eleven thirty of him walking through, then you know. That's kind of familiar. Yeah, if he if you get a camera picture, a cell cam picture at eleven thirty that you're walking through, you're headed to stand that afternoon. You're yeah. gonna skip class and go to go hunt. You yeah, know, for sure. So, it, it's definitely yeah, time helpful. <laughs> and I get people's arguments. People don't like cell cams I in states. But well, I'm know. telling you, I'm I'm going to kansas in a few weeks and it's uh killing me not knowing what's going on i mean if i had a dollar for every hour i spent on onyx this year it'd be awesome <laughs> me too <laughs> yeah same. I've, but i've walked like a bunch of public more, around we here have and more I credit still... hours on onyx than we do college <laughs> oh, i believe it Lecture you're so boring I have enough, i'd have enough for a phd yeah <laughs> honestly at this point yep yeah, sure. the thing with Kansas is so many small parcels of, like, walk-in, huh. you know, 70 to 100 acres is probably your average, some 160-acre pieces. But, you know, you're thinking of public around here, that's pretty small. 
So jumping into something like that, and it's not much timber. It's you know CR, CRP cattle ground um, with some draws in it, maybe a couple ponds. So, so you're planning? You're hunting early for that. I'm I'm just gonna go out there. Uh, I mean, I told myself I wasn't going out there till I could have my bow in my hand. Um, that being said, yeah, I'm going out. It'll be the 15th of September. It's the week weekend of the opener. Um, it's during their early muzzleloader season, which I mean could cause some some issues. I mean, just I don't know how many people hunted. I don't know where I'm gonna be. I don't know. I'm gonna do a lot of bouncing around, boots on the ground, scouting, and uh, just try to find some deer to be able to hunt. You know, it's just gonna be my starting point. I need to get out there, find a deer herd, and uh, come back the next weekend and yeah, really, really get serious. So you're doing weekend trips? Yeah, it'll be weekend trips. I'm not gonna do one full long trip. Um, I really want to get it done before things really get rolling in Iowa because I don't want to miss Iowa rut. Right. Yep. I haven't missed one yet, and I don't want to miss it this year. But yeah. So you guys might have already asked him this while I was in the bathroom, but what is your like? You're going to Kansas. You've never been there. I'm yeah. assuming. Yeah. What is your number one goal for your tag? Other than honestly? filling it. <sighs> so, <laughs> I mean, size, even size when it comes wise, to filling it, yeah. Right. What, what's your size wise? I'm I'm not gonna be picky. Um, mostly because, like I said, I don't. I'm not gonna miss out on prime time Iowa hunting just to be in another state the whole reason for going out there was mostly because of that uh, that farm i've always hunted sold i was frustrated i'm like i don't know what i'm gonna do now i'm like you know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna go to a different state i'm gonna try it let's get my feet wet with with something else here um if i can come home with a 130 inch year i'll be i'll be more than happy for sure so with that will you be bringing stuff down with you for set or will you be yeah. so you know er, early season like that ah oh, the, the, the rut blends are going to stay at home but i'll have uh that mellow yellow with me for sure um and some cover scent because i'm guessing i'll be doing mostly on the ground hunting just um a that time of year and b it's i want to be scouting at the same time so yeah i mean i'll have scents with me um, I'll probably set a couple mock scrapes if I find a good area for one. Um, so I'll have all that stuff with me in my pack. But other than that, um, we'll be getting too carried away the first couple trips. How, not that you have to give away where you're going or anything, but how far is it down there? Oh, it's four hours. Oh, so that's, that's not, not bad. Terrible. It's not too bad. Yeah, it's it's, it's just time. long enough that it's going to not be fun, but. I'll right. be able to go. I mean, I'll be able to go every weekend if I want to, you know, yeah. whether that's leaving Friday or stupid early on Saturday. Yeah. So, say you have a good experience or a terrible experience, do you think you're going to spread out from Iowa for whitetails or is there. So, we were talking about doing North Dakota velvet season. <clears throat> See, yeah, stuff like that. I'm, And that's the whole reason for this. Like, I've always been really intrigued with it. Um, so, it's going to be. This is kind of a test, you know. It's like, let's see if I can get it done in another state. Um, whether I fill one or a tag or not, I, I mean, I'm going to either go back out there because I'll have more intel, you know, mm-hmm. what's going on, um, or go, go go elsewhere. North Dakota, 
would be awesome. It, yeah. it looks like it's a cool program. Yeah, it, yeah. it is, I'm sure. But I'm sure it's tough and it's hot and it's – But yeah. We spread our wings on the turkey side of things and we've gotten our ass kicked two years in a row. So I'm trying to talk them into coming to Minnesota for – muzzleloader okay because it's it's not horrible either it's like really? 180 some bucks when is that when's their season so their muzzleloader season butts up to like it's either the week of first gun in iowa or it's like right after second gun so we could just well, more if or less it's after second gun it's Christmas. we're going home yeah. yeah it's right around there somewhere I mean, if it's first season, maybe. Because I've hunted it before. Gonna, we, you guys have first season, don't you? We have set, We hunt second season. We're going second season. We Gun hunt the Iowa. first weekend of second season. Gun in, in Dubuque, I'm hunting first weekend of second season. Second week of second season. Second we're week. Going to, well, second season in general, we're going to be running deer. And then he's going to show oh, up for yeah. the second part of it. Whenever you guys want me to show Yeehaw. up. Yeehaw. Wolf, wolf. Bro- Yeehaw, brother man. <laughs> Shooting at each other. We're doing it. Hey, it only happens if you're not paying attention. <laughs> yep. And where we're going to be hunting, you'll be able to see everybody. Exactly. I so. uh kind of looking forward to the early muzzleloader there. Yeah? It, it, yeah, it'd be fun. It's wide open country, is, man. Go see them coming. Is Pop going to let me stay overnight? Yeah. And if we you want to, we can, well, we could even set the camper up if you want to. Ooh, yeah. Make yeah. a whole camp out of it. Yeah. I'll bring my boat. Deer camp. Nothing better yeah, than deer camp. Yeah, we can set camp. the camper we up We should go first want. weekend, though. Yeah, you won't be around. Because I won't weekend. be around second weekend. Either way, we can set it up. Yeah, whatever works. Get that lined up. We, He got the full hookup out there, so. Yeah. We can eat downtown at the little country bar every day. Ooh. We can go to the bar every day. Well, yeah. Well, we can. You can't. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> it's not my fault. You're like 27. Yeah. 21. Have you done any uh, early months here? Uh, so I've taken people, and uh, I've had really good success, but I have not done it. I'm tempted to, but at the same time, it's like I. It's hard to give. It's, up it's hard to give up late season. You have more time. It's uh, a bit of a grind. You know, you you work with the elements. The shittier, the better. Um, but, yeah, I, it's it's something I'll do, but just, yeah, like, not this year. You know right. what I mean? So, Cole was saying, maybe it was last night, maybe it was the night before, we were talking about the idea of being able to get two archery tags for Iowa. I mean, what's, what's your thoughts on that? I'm, like, I'm, I'm indifferent on it, is, honestly, either yeah. way, but. I think they're talking about, like, it's your two bow tags, you're good. And then you don't have to get a gun tag. Like, your your two buck bow tags are filled there. Like, you can't buy a gun. Would you do that? Um, so if you couldn't buy a gun tag, then you could get two yeah. bow tags, what you're saying. Like, yep. you'd basically be able to kill two still, deer in the rut, but you wouldn't be able to hunt late season, first, second well, season. your bow tag runs into late well, months anyway, true. but you wouldn't be able to use a muzzle. I'm, I'm kind of following you. I, I I, would understand it, I guess. Um, you know, if a guy really wanted to kill two bucks during the rut, I get it, but at the same time, I don't think it's the best idea just because – a lot of people you would be doing it. Two a lot the of people would 7th be. Seventh of November. Exactly. Yeah, and I think you'd end up with a lot more pressure, obviously, because someone like me who kills a deer October twenty fourth on a piece. Yep. 
I'm right back in I'm there. I'm being there November seventh for right. sure. You know, you know, I'm I'm gonna be right back in there harassing those deer. Well, well and the thing so. is, I think it would make people a lot less picky. A lot oh, of definitely. a lot of two and three year old deer would be getting shot. I yep. think. I, yeah, it'd definitely be that. Like, oh, I shot a one thirty the first time. I, I've got two. Now I'm going for. I'll oh, shoot a one thirty. Then I'll then I'll wait one out. Right. You know, and I think. Yeah, a lot of two and three year old deer would be getting shot, which they do anyways. Um, yeah, you know, I'm guilty of that too. Yeah, shot, shot more three year olds. I've got one probably, on the table right yeah. now. That's yeah. a three year old. Yeah. I mean, man, I'm I, I'm I'd not a size judger. Yeah. But I mean, at the same time, yeah, you know, archery hunting's a little, it's it's more challenging. So it's it'd probably be a fairly even balance. Yeah, really. like I said, I'm not indifferent on it. I wouldn't fight it one way or the other. If it happened, yep. it happened. If, yep. if it didn't, it, it'd be fine by me. If it did happen, you can bet I'd be buying those two bow tags, though. Yeah. Without a doubt. Well, see, I don't know, because I, like I said, I just bought that new muzzleloader, and it was pretty expensive. Might so as well use it. I'm going to let that thing buck, well, probably. Actually, but. After I filled the first bow tag, if I think it was still close, I'd buy the Yeah. Other. That's the other thing. It's like, I don't know, then you're going to get a lot of people that buy their first tag, then wait it out. You know, you're giving a lot of options to a lot of people. It's like, oh, it's November 1st. I might as well just buy another bow tag and keep hunting. Yeah. You know, maybe you can put a limit on it. You're like, you got to decide by October 1st. You're either going to hunt two with a bow or Halloween. Right. right. Something like that. I don't know. Last week in October. It can get into a struggle. I mean, like you, you were right up to the end there. Yeah, I was pushing. I was pushing it. I mean, I, I was totally expecting to to not fill my tag on a buck. Um, and I, I had accepted that. I was I was totally fine with it. But well, the buck I ended up killing, it was it's kind of cool, I guess. It was the last buck I'll ever kill on that property, you know. And it was a buck I had uh, history with. Not history, but, I mean, I was watching him all year. You on knew camera. He was always there. Yeah. And I think that's a big thing when it comes to bow hunting, in, in the way I feel anyway, is, it comes down to the hunt more than anything. Just like that, mm-hmm. like the deer I killed last year, if I had, like, if he would have stood there and I would have thought about it, I'm on that early in the season, I might have thought about it a little more. Yep. But the way he just showed up, bam, he's right there under me. I got to make this decision right now. Bam, yep. grab my bow and shoot him. Like, that was nuts. And Sawyer can attest, I, I'll shoot a doe and freak out. Yep. I don't, <laughs> yeah. I get pretty right, fired I up get about everything. Up about anything. No, but, I, I'm the same way. But it's I mean, this was like, bam, bam, make the decision, you yep. know, and I think when it comes to bow hunting, that's the best part of it more than yeah, And that's one thing that uh, I have a love-hate relationship with, with hunting on the ground, because, like I said, I do it a lot. Um, you know, you have a 100, 120-inch deer in your face, you're you're shaking. I don't right. care who you are, you're yeah. shaking. You're like, oh, man. You're, you're on a different level with that yep. deer at that point. You're, yep. you're even. There's no hiding from them. I would even go... Not quite as far to say, but I would rather shoot a 130-inch deer with a bow than, like, anything up to 170 with a gun. Because, like, it's just, like, uh, once you get butter side, no, uh, I, I would much rather do that yeah, whole bow at 20 yards. Depends on, the, depends on the situation. No, maybe. dude, it, there's nothing quite like having a deer at 20 yards. Like, you've completely fooled every single sense that I mean, that's has. what makes bow hunting so awesome. Yeah, and that's what's, like, I would much rather do it than shoot a 165-inch deer at 150 yards. I mean, I was pretty excited when I shot that one last year. Saying, I would say that's, yeah. that might be the Northeastern coming out of you guys. You're used to rifle season. Yeah. We don't have that opportunity. Yeah. It's your muzzleloader or bow. 
Yeah. And there's nothing that beats bubble season. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, I'd agree with that 100%. There is nothing. I'm, like yeah, season. but Iowa guys are spoiled during shotgun season because they'll go run three or four 170s out in the season yeah. and waylay at them. Yeah, my my dad's always been a big shotgun hunter, and he just killed a, he killed a, a fucking dandy. Uh, I think it's like 186. <laughs> um, shotgun season. Uh, he, killed, he killed it like 20 yards running right at him, but uh, – one thing with that is even you know you think of muzzleloader that's why I kind of have always done it it's like it's like it's like bow hunting it is at least yeah. I, I don't it's pretty I look at it. guys guys can party hunt you can do it legally um, guys do it but you know you're out there and you're you're still working for it you know especially you know that late season's tough those deer been messed with all year it takes a lot for them to get up on their feet um after they've been messed with so much, but there's just something to it. I've he always wants me to shotgun hunt with him. I, I I've shotgun hunted with him a couple times and uh, just kind of not my thing, you know. Yeah, it's like it's very different because, like you said, and Sawyer was saying, like guys out here push a push a finger of timber and push two booners out of it in shotgun season, mm-hmm. you know. They leave these pieces alone all shotgun season. Then they go in there and push them out, and there's, like, two booners sitting in there just chilling because they just ran around chased does all, all fall. Yep. And it's like, okay. But at home, when we rifle hunt and shotgun hunt and push deer, it's like we get a deer to come out of that block of timber. We're weighing the slugs <laughs> to her. Yeah. You know, there's, there's no passing a deer in shotgun season for us anyway. Especially the situation I'm in, we we do a lot of like DMAP for a farmer. DMAP is our like doe permits. Okay, yep. And so it it comes down to it. It's like if you push a deer out of that timber, you start shooting. You don't you don't wait for that buck. And and I right. think there's obviously differences with everything. But yeah, absolutely. It's uh it's a whole different game. Something you gotta experience if you're into shooting piles of deer yeah that's like the <laughs> depredation program here uh me and a buddy did we filled some tags for a farmer one year and it just like i i shot nine deer that year oh shit <laughs> yeah, that's the most i've ever shot in a year uh i mean that's a lot of does <laughs> yeah a lot of does I, I killed one buck that year and the rest were does for this farmer and uh I think he had like twenty tags or something. You know, like get a full DNR. Slaughtering tags from a farmer, and we did last year again too. And I don't know, we had five doe tags between the two of us, and we used three of them. And it's like, yeah, they he he give they give the farmer time. There really weren't that many does on this property. Like you'd walk the head the like along the woods of the bean field and it really wasn't that tore up like there's farms that get beat up yeah, like the, we yeah. drove by a farm the other day that was on, disgusting on both sides of the road and you can just the bean plant is stripped like the top six inches of the plant there's out in front of a house like there's like, a house really, right there right, right along the, the road, road and wow and so it's it was like, just obliterated i mean it's nice to be able to kill those and and we come from backgrounds of we get two doe tags a year yep for any season at home and so it's weird to come here and it's like there's 500 doe tags in this entire county right get in line to buy them yep kind of thing so it's very different but 
Do you do you pick up doe tags? Oh uh, yeah, I, I get one a year. Archery um, or archery? Muslim? I always get archery, um, just because I get really itchy, you know. Right. It'll be October tenth, and it's like okay, you know, I've hunted five times. Let's just let's sling one tonight. Yeah. And uh, yeah, get that done, and then you know if we need the meat or want the meat, I'll uh, I hunt a property in um, southern Iowa. I only hunt uh, you know, a couple times a year with uh, my future in-laws, yeah, but it's just loaded. So we'll, I'll go down there, and if we need the meat, I'll get a, a doe tag because they have thousands down there um, per county, so it's pretty easy to get one. Yeah, we thought about last year going down doing the high-power doe season. We thought it'd just be fun to just go down there and mess around for yeah, a day be. or two. I mean, I've thought about it. Um, obviously, I've never done it, but so far past season, and obviously, I know there's the shed buck argument and everything yep. else that comes along with it. But yeah, I see both sides. You know, chase some deer around for a couple of days. Yep. I mean, guys are filling their freezer that time of year. I get that, but about the time I pull the trigger and uh, walk up on five five bike. inch bases, uh, I'm gonna mm. cry a little bit. <laughs> I'd just shoot the smallest deer in yep. the pile and call oh, it good. Yeah. Tender. Yep. yep. That's Odd. what we're doing for urban season. Yeah, yeah, you know. That's what we're kind of doing at Urban 4 is just to kind of get knock the rust off and get yeah. everything back into five. What time does that start? It's like the middle of September. It's right? a is little it complicated. Or... It depends on where you are and what zones you're hunting. There's okay. like five, six. There's five different... or six zones in the city of Ames. And like really? I'll just say one of them is a golf course. Okay. And you yeah. can't hunt the golf course until the golf course closes for the season. Not right. for the day, but like for the season. Right. So, and then some parks you can only hunt till 11 a.m. Like, and so it's yeah. tough and it's yeah. Is there no evening hunting in that? And there's one of them that's like that's like the city has like a, they set like a hockey field and soccer yep. and stuff like that. And if there's practices going like there's like a full spreadsheet of like these are the slots of time you can okay. hunt. So there it is a, a little complicated and a little bit of a pain in the ass, yep. but I think it'll be you know it, it there are seasons like areas that open fairly early so you're a couple weeks ahead of season go out it's warm out wear shorts and i'm gonna wear street clothes just to really throw them off yeah oh they'll never <laughs> see it coming <laughs> like, i was just, just walking home from school yeah i'm gonna walk down the sidewalk with my belt and street yeah. clothes and just lock one in the woods but i tell you what i don't know they how do many have times some crazy rules though like you have to be you have to be off the ground Okay. So, like, they didn't say you have to be 10 feet, but, like, right. you have to be, Can't be you know, the off the ground. Really? And then you have to take the bow hunter safety course, which is yeah, it's not that big of a deal. Right. And then you have to shoot and qualify at the Sporting Goods store here, which you have to shoot yep. a pie plate at 20 yards. Yeah. So. I was down at uh, Archery Field and Sports in Altoona um, last year, and the, the guy was doing the test. He's like, you want to? urban hunt this year all i gotta do is shoot this thing i'm like that's it at yeah. 20 yards i'm like oh they're letting oh, you should, people out in the city um yep. you should have seen there was a, a line you should have seen some of the critters that were in there uh, slinging <laughs> arrows there's yep. guys that failed apparently yeah so oh, yeah. that's like full disclosure i used to work at jacks yep and there was a couple of people who failed right and i was like oh well, wow yeah, yeah. i mean, I I mean they may not shoot a bow all that often they might be new to it too but yeah, those so, are the same Sunday. Guys in public land with yeah, us. it's yeah. like I've seen some like you've seen the pictures of deer who've been shot through the hamstrings or whatever, and they have the arrow sticking out and they're still alive. And I don't know. After seeing stuff like that, it's like you probably should have to take the bow hunter course to right. be able to bow hunt. Yeah, Sunday I got a new bow this summer. 
Yeah. And we were getting it all dialed in. And just sighting it in on Sunday, shot a pie plate at I was, Yeah, at he would 20. have passed the bow hunter safety course. Right. It's, it's not that no, hard. No, it's not hard. With a bow he shot 15 <laughs> times, he would have so passed. I, funny story, I, I blew my bow up last year. Hunting? Yeah. Well, uh, Cole did too, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> he blew uh, all his arrows up. Wait, uh, <laughs> oh, that sucks. I just... Uh, my D loop broke and I didn't have an arrow knocked. Um, I was just doing a practice draw and uh, learned that lesson pretty quick. Still not sure how it broke because it was a brand new D loop. Did you punch yourself in the face? Uh, yeah, hard. Oh yeah. I about knocked myself out. <laughs> yeah. And my peep site, I was, I was on the private and I was in one of a little. Uh, I made a homemade blind out of like I uh, what IBC totes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's tight in there, and that's the whole thing. It was the first time I hunted out of it. I'm like, oh, I gotta see if I can draw this thing in here. I had to open the back door that I made to be able to get my elbow back, and uh, I drew once. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, oh, I'll draw again. Drew. I mean, I was a full draw, and that thing just went and uh, socked myself in the face. My peep sight was bouncing around in there. I got bullet like you didn't lose like, your eye. I was like, oh man, and I looked down. And I just about cried. I was like, oh, this sucks. So I called that a hunt and used my backup bow all year. And uh, was sitting watching THP like two weeks ago, and they were talking about bows, and I just kind of spaced off. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> Better get that one. Put back my bow that. needs a new string. I, <laughs> I need never to, ordered that. Nope. So I went and got that taken care of. And still need to get her totally dialed in, and it's getting to, to crunch time. Mm-hmm. I'm but waiting on my new string to come in, too. 110 mm-hmm. degrees. It's uh, I'm not going to go shoot my bow. No, so. no. I don't, I don't care that much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I was a wee lad once hunting with my dad out of like a homemade wood tree stand. And we were going to let, let his bow down. And he's like, you got it? And I didn't hear him say that. And I didn't have the rope. I was supposed to let it down, apparently. Oh, man. He let go of it. I didn't have a hold of it. And we watched that bow go 20 <laughs> foot. <laughs> Shoo, Hit the ground. Strings went off. Limbs went everywhere. And that, that boat, he was so pissed off at oh, me. Man. He could have threw me out of that tree stand that night. <laughs> yeah. He was so mad. I was like, oh, shit. You I'm got in it? Trouble. What got what? <laughs> and then, what let's see. I, I've blown up a couple bows. I was uh, practicing out of a tree stand. I was like maybe 13 years old. And I had, a, I had my harness on for some reason, but I didn't have it locked in. And the harness strap, I drew back and the harness strap like dangled in between the the uh, cam and the string. Yeah. And I was like, oh no. And I went to let down and I just like, I'm a dumbass. Why would I? <laughs> I just let <laughs> like down and, just, and it basically just derailed un- your bow. Unrailed oh, my bow. Man. And the string just went thump, and it just poof. And just like that, it was blown up. And uh, let's see. I dropped my personal bow when I was like 14 out of a tree and blew it up. So that was my Matthews craze. That was after, that was the last time I ever hunted with that Matthews craze. And after that, it blew up and I went and bought a bow tech. <laughs> and that was the Now one. you're back. And now I'm back to Matthews. Nice. So, and I dropped that one out of a tree and it didn't blow up. So freshman year. Durability test. Freshman year, string, the knot, I mean, the knot blew up on, knot uh, fell apart on me, pulling it up. It was like probably 15 feet off the ground, pulling it into a ladder stand. Fell straight down onto the bottom of the cam sat like it felt like it sat there for a few seconds balancing on the cam and then just tipped over climbed down picked it up 
I was terrified if a deer walked by me that night, I was going to have to yeah. shoot it with this bow. I was like, I mean, I'm honestly, not. though, like, Cole's bow survived the drop <laughs> test. It's just the arrows didn't. Yeah. The arrows broke the fall. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. He snapped all four arrows. Busted them up, huh? Oh, yeah. that sucks. Snapped him right, just cleaned down. Then he got lost. We were worried. We were tracking yeah. Sawyer's deer. So that night, me and Ryan we were, were driving home from work. And we were looking up to her like, dude, it's a deery night, you know. We were both like, maybe yeah. we shouldn't go home. Like, Sawyer's hunting. We were maybe a third of the way home and got the phone call. I just shot a deer. Yeah. And nice. I had, like, I was covering deer all night. Like, it was just one of those. He was oh. sending us videos of deer. Perfect November that. night, November 6th. Fresh, dusting. And there were just bucks coming yeah, everywhere. Just, like, that fresh little dusting of powder snow that just barely oh, fell yeah. the ground. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I remember that. for that, that snow. Day. We would have never found that mm-hmm. deer. No, we would have found it. He hit it high and back. We would have. It was quartering away, like, buried it in the lungs. Yeah, we walked right by it, walking into his stand. Yeah, Did you? It yeah. ended up dying. It was right just in the brush off such the a high angle, and yeah. it hit the offside shoulder. Never came through the other side. Yeah, that it it takes like, a while to fill up. Yeah, every time it's it just spurts. barely barely missing. It would have yeah. been damn hard to find yep. without snow. But I remember snow. that night specifically. No, you're mm-hmm. talking about it. it was a hell of a night to be in a stand. It was cold too. Yeah, it was cold. <laughs> yeah, you there for, and then fight. it got hot like the week after that. Yeah, uh, we were gone, up. weren't we? It got it got warm. time. Yep. Uh, so I killed my deer on the 26th. I was wearing just my like a very light yeah. shirt and a, a vest. It was even fairly warm. Like for gun was, season, we was, were wearing midweight stuff. Yep. It was three days after, or you killed your deer and then like. I killed mine on the. He killed 13th. his before. Oh, my dad was here. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I killed yeah. mine on the 13th. Yeah. So we were both done, which is why we were working. Yeah. No. Yeah. Was, Sorry, we're still grinding. It. Yeah, we we sat in the truck and we were like, this is a night to kill a deer. And Cole didn't see a single deer that <laughs> Yeah, night. it was weird. It was like, Cole didn't see anything, but Sawyer was like, just covered. Well, that, that can and happen it was public that time versus private, yeah. too. Yeah. You know. That's, I mean. Real ones know where it's at. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Cole. Poor Cole. Doesn't mean never say Well, I'm it. just calling it this year, dude. He's going to shoot just a hammer. hammer I bit. hope Cole hits a hammer. <laughs> I just hope we find it. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I was impressed with the hole he had in his dove. He shot one of those G5 Mega Meats this yep. year. Yeah. And I don't know. It looked a lot like the T-Bone commercial. Yeah. Right I mean, they're, they're <laughs> wicked and they're yeah, pretty heavy. Too big. So my buddy, the guy that actually filmed for me once in a while, uh, he shot a deer. I think he was with the G5. But he shot it square, and the shoulder couldn't bend more square, and that arrow bounced off, and it was like 150. Uh, yeah, I mean, poor shot placement, but yeah, there's a spot that in that shoulder that it don't matter what you're. No, shooting. there's a spot there you're not yeah, going through it. It it's, is, and it yeah, sucks. I think we actually got it on camera, um, like the the next day. Yeah. It's totally fine. Yeah. I mean, it busted off at the broadhead. Mm, no, wow. Just just the broadhead was stuck in the shoulder. Yeah. Get him next year and get it back. Yeah. <laughs> Keep you. Yeah, that's my broadhead. <laughs> <laughs> you guys ever find found broadheads or anything in your deer? Uh, no, mine had a big pus <laughs> pocket. I don't know. Oh, if it, it stinks was from, so bad. That shit's gross. If it was from, yep. it's like a it was a puncture or... wound from an antler. Is what I'm thinking. Was it like in his neck or something? No, it was in his back. It was like oh, the middle right of his. Above his... His uh, back strap, like really, that whole yeah. back strap. Was it's like just he was gone. fighting a yeah. buck, and then someone sucker punched him. <clears throat> kind of. 
It was nasty. Yeah. I cut it yeah. open. It was so sweet. Yeah, we just stinks so, like, <laughs> 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 stink so bad. Yeah, it so bad. Yeah, it was rancid. I remember we had the fans running in the garage. We got a little hanger out here uh, in this garage. And so we had those fans. It didn't help. It no, stinks so bad. That's yeah, rancid. When the deer I shot this year, I don't know if he got hit by a car or what, yeah. but like he was missing hair. Like, really? I just. I think he's gay. He could have been, <laughs> man. He came in first, so. Yeah. He was uh-huh. done. Uh-huh. He could have been. He could have been getting road. I guess I didn't think about that. Hey, it's twenty twenty three. You can't judge. Nope. Nope. But I don't know. I guess is there anything as far as. You're going here as far as you want to share? Or? Oh, not really. I mean, I just, you know, I appreciate you guys, you guys having me here and being able to spread the word about horny deer sense. And um, as far as that goes, you know, uh, check them out because they are a tried and true product. Um, really uh, loyal to our customers. We, we talk to, you know, most of our customers personally via Instagram, Facebook. Get all our products at hornydeersense.com. We have some awesome apparel. And uh, other than that, um, yeah, just check us out and get in touch with us. We like talking to you guys. Um, I'm running the social media now, so you know you can hear from me. Um, feel free to message any questions you have. I love talking to people about you know how I do things. You know, it's not necessarily. Set in stone the right way to do it. Um, there's a lot of ways to go about it, but if I can get you set in the right track, uh, I'll I'll do my best. So for sure. Well, obviously we appreciate you coming on, telling some good stories, chatting with us about the products and just hunting in general. And uh, obviously, hopefully, uh, join us again after the 2023 season. Get some. Yeah, maybe some, even a mid-season update. Get, yeah. Get some good no, stories out We can do something like that for sure. You, uh, you obviously put in the hours, so. And sounds like you also like to get after a little bit of waterfowler shots, and so you might have to get out. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, well, you know, not that. If you guys, you know, we should all get together sometime on some public. Um, maybe not one of our own spots. Yeah. But, but, you know. <laughs> we so can find some a new, a new, a mutual dive. Uh, yeah, <laughs> exactly. A, a new chunk public. See, I. I've talked to guys about doing that before, and it always falls through. But I've got um, that's one thing I love doing: checking um, out new. I'll shit. dive into anything. I've got one only Sawyer so. only Sawyer hunts it, but we can all go check it out sometime. Oh yeah, <laughs> perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like he did the best out of all of you last year. So exactly, yeah, he did too. He puts he's he's a hard hunter. He's a PA guy who just puts in miles and will gone. Good, I love that. You know, that's why I try to do myself and. We started hunting with each other. Just at, like I hunt with Sawyer a bunch. I don't know. It's fun to just have someone there in the tree. Yeah. Um, be able to trust someone to not go in and like, you just know, do it sneak, yeah. And like yeah, I took Sawyer on. From, I took yeah. Sawyer on a piece of private that I got permission on. Yep. And we were we were seeing deer and stuff. And it was cool. And we had a buck walk by and. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. So I wanted to shoot him with my bow. Yeah. <laughs> like, let me shoot. We yeah, had a uh, hundred. Like, he was probably bigger than the deer I shot this year, actually. We had, we had like a 150-inch nine-point at 10 yards and like just shoulder the whole way, like bad shoulder. Yeah. It's just like 
not worth it, not worth it. And we were just both sitting there shaking like a little oh, yeah, Shoot him in the he, spine. He, yeah. he, he, came, him in the he neck. came behind us, just yeah. raped a tree out of range, yeah. and uh, I was just like, oh, that yeah, sucks. that's awesome. Just to be able to have two eyes, <laughs> like two sets of eyes seeing that is, that's fun. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know, we're all in this for the same reason. We want to kill a deer, yeah. so if we can switch it up and go hit a new chunk somewhere, you know, whether southern iowa or northeast iowa or somewhere different we could we could get together we should get together and do that high power hunt just you know not i don't want like we can even run down just to walk around we can run down during bow season even there's a ton of public down south there's a lot of doesn't get touched a lot of good stuff down there yeah i'm down no sounds fun you know that's that's kind of my whole thing for this year's that's why i got the canvas tag i want to do new stuff and uh, kind of expand my range a little bit so and uh, yeah. to make meet some new guys new contacts like you guys you know it'd be awesome so yeah say we get i it. mean we're two three two three this will be our third year hunting iowa now and that was like huge like moving from hunting the same 300 acres my entire life yep and you know but even before i was able to hunt it i was there all the time around it and then diving to these new pieces is just so fun just mm-hmm. to go find a new deer and be like, this is a spot. And then you start putting the pieces together. You know, when I come from a, a camp like that where people have hunted the same stands for 20, 25, 30 years, oh, yeah. it's like, oh, you just go to the stand and the deer come right here. And we don't know why, but they always have yep. kind of thing. And now you do it yourself and you're hanging hunt all the time, changing what you're doing, changing where you are and running your own own cameras. It's like. Now you start to figure out why deer, yep. what they do, what they do, yep. and it's it's, a chess it's match. fun. You know, it, it becomes more fun than just going out and hunting. It's, that cat, more and, to cat it. and mouse game is just it's hard to beat. Hundred percent, hundred percent. yeah, I mean, season two, episode two. Yeah, we're like wrap it up. Super thankful to have Horny Deer Sense as a partner. It's been great having you on. Probably more to come. Yeah, for sure. If anyone else wants to join their pro staff, they don't drink your beer anytime. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, They have a link on there. It's posted on Facebook, Instagram. Yep, it's in the bio on Instagram. uh, Pro staff. Um, Highly recommend jumping on that. Couldn't work with a better crew. Yeah, you get a good discount, and uh, it's just kind of the, you know, the group that you're part of, I guess. It's a group of killers, really. We got some good guys on that pro staff program. for sure. Love seeing what everybody's putting down every year. You just want to shout out contact one more time. Yeah. Um, where to find you? Oh, where to find us? Yeah. Uh com or uh horny deer sense on Instagram. You Google it, you'll find us. So and personally? Yeah. Uh personally, uh Bennett double underscore ninety eight on Instagram. Um name's Colton Bennett. If you look that up, I think it'll pop up. I don't know. I got like four hundred followers, so Give Not quite big time yet, Good but we'll, we start knocking <laughs> yeah. some big deer, Give boys. We'll get there. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. To the moon. All right. Well, yep. thanks everyone for listening. Hope you enjoyed and uh, subscribe. Subscribe. Resubscribe. <laughs> on to the next one. <laughs> Give us a review, five stars only. And if you want to get a hold of us at Poorway Outdoors, join us at, or uh, email us at poorwayoutdoors at gmail dot com or Instagram, Facebook. And uh, there's a YouTube channel. Yep, TikTok. Soon to be. Soon to be. TikTok. 
Oh, and TikTok. Yep. Soon to be loading up some content on YouTube. Hopefully do some pack dump stuff. Maybe do some product reviews. Maybe bring Colton back on, do some horny deer scent content. That'd be cool. Um, just do some general stuff as far as like where we like to hunt, tactics and whatnot, how we hang our stands, hang and hunt kind of stuff. Just general. Yeah. Overall stuff. That's another thing we're hoping to do with the urban is be able to yep. break out the cameras and, uh, you know, hope to hope to give everyone a visual. Everyone, everyone that listens to this, you know, is able to listen in on the headphones, but uh, there's not much visual along to it. So we're hoping to add that in, and uh, hope everyone can join us along for the ride. So, thanks for listening. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. We're gone. <laughs>